What's up, guys? We're actually, well, you know what time it is. You know what day it is. We're going live. Why am I going to tell you that? But I uh, <laughs> hope you guys have had a great week. It's been a busy, busy week here for for me, at least. I don't know about Warden, but what? Uh, let me introduce the guy Come coming right in. The Warden of the Asylum. Uh, he's here again. And we got a lot to talk about this week. So a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this week. And uh, he's he's put me on the spot this week. I'll put it this way. Like I put him on the spot with Daughtry, somebody he didn't know a lot about. He's put me on the, t- on the spot this week with ZZ Top. He gave me his top 10 list. I listened and I ranked what I thought. And I think you, you know, also, you know, Warden told me you need to watch a documentary on Netflix, the ZZ Top documentary. What was it called again? The little little old band, little from, band from Texas. Yeah, and I will tell you this. You know, I've said this before. I can if I watch a documentary or watch something like that on a band, even a band I don't really know a lot about or like, I automatically start listening to the music. And that that was what happened with this. You know, it kind of kind of makes you a fan of of that band, even bigger fan of that band, I guess, but my ZZ top and we'll get into this. Let's get to the, to the stories we were talking about it before we went on the air a little bit. Uh, first of all, some scary news coming out this today. Uh, hopefully nothing is going to come of it, but Ozzy Osbourne has tested positive for COVID. Uh, Sharon came out talking about it and uh, uh, interview with Talk TV. She said, I spoke to him and he's okay. She said, I'm very worried about Ozzy right now. We've gone two years without him catching COVID and just Ozzy's luck, he would get it now. Uh, she added that she f- plans to fly back to Los Angeles to be with her husband and hold him and kiss him with about three masks on. It will take a week to get my old man back on his feet again. She said through tears. Ozzy has previously expressed concern about contracted virus. He said, I've got emphysema, so if I get the virus, I'm fucked. He told GQ in 2020. And he's going through a lot of health issues right now. September, was, you know, he's he was scheduled to get, undergo surgery for spine and neck issues, suffering from when he had that fall in 2019. And he's still got one more operation left to do. And then he's trying to come back home, Sharon said. Um uh, because they, yeah, I don't know if you you heard about that a while back. They're trying to move from the UK from Los Angeles. I think it's, I think it's about the the taxes and uh, which this is, is also uh, a bad time for this. Because earlier this month he confirmed that he has a new album that's yes. been completed, no release date yet. Uh, guest appearances from uh, Tony Iommi, which is his Black Sabbath former Black Sabbath mate, Eric Clapton, and Jeff yes. Beck. Jeff yes. Beck. Wow. So we should be looking forward to that. So hopefully, you know, we send our prayers to Ozzy. Hopefully this COVID stuff doesn't make it way back around again. I did have a friend of mine text me last night. We we're in a, uh, it's a group text chat and we were messing back and forth with uh, some people and real good friend of mine. All of a sudden he came out and said, uh, sorry, I haven't been responding. I've got COVID. And I was like, Oh man. Did he have bad uh, symptoms for it? Was it real bad? He said, you know, I had it. I had it in uh, last August and I had it bad. I mean, I lost like 15 pounds in a week. 
wow. kept a fever of like 102 for two weeks straight, which it would break, then come back, break, then come back. And uh, no appetite, just real bad headaches. But, you know, I was fortunate enough I never had to go to the hospital like some people. I I guess I had it bad, but I didn't have it bad, bad. And uh, yeah, what it, he told it, me, he, he said he did, he's had he's had it bad, but it's not it hadn't been as bad as what I had. Yeah, it 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 is something that really, I mean, like Ozzy kind of freaks me out because I know like a couple people that died from it and they were older. Oh, yeah. A couple more older health issues, but I've also known people that are younger and have no symptoms. I mean, it affects people differently. I had it back in the end of January uh, 31st and um, had a close family member have it or have some symptoms. And I, well, I want to go get checked because I work for a school district. So we send out a, a letter every day, like to the parents and then, you know, just inform them, hey, you know. So I did my due diligence and went and got tested. I had it. I didn't feel a thing. I didn't have any. You're I mean, lucky. you look at me, I, you know, I haven't lost my appetite any time in my life. You <laughs> know, I mean, I, I didn't have anything. I just, I mean, stay home. And the couple of people that were around me, I said, Hey, get tested. I had, they didn't have it. I did. I was a lucky one. So I got like a week off from work a week <laughs> off. And I was, I mean, I was lucky that I wasn't, I didn't have bad symptoms. So exactly. I mean, it's, it, and especially when you're older and health conditions like that with Ozzy, I mean, God knows he's probably yeah. only still alive because of Sharon. I mean, she's, oh, yeah. she got him straightened up and everything. And they're, they did like a study on him. But like, how is this guy still alive? Kind of like Keith Richards. But it's <laughs> but it, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it, Ozzy, man, it's like I got I have like, man, it's like that's that's man. That's like Elvis. I mean, you kind of to me. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, to our to our genre, that's where it, I mean, you talk about who started, you know, that and that's Ozzy. I mean, and Sabbath. I mean, that was really the I mean kind of hard rock. Steppenwolf's, you know, came up with the heavy metal, but uh, but Sabbath and Zeppelin to a point. I mean, they perfected it. I mean, that's and I, I mean I hope he's I mean, I'm man, I'm you know that that hey, sucks, man. You know, we we talked about this, I think uh last week or the week before last we get to a, a age now where a lot of our heroes and rock and sports and all this are going to pass away it's just it's look you know it could happen any day which it could happen to anybody but you know at that age you, you know what i mean um and you don't look at them like that i'm looking at you know i'm looking at it when i see the ozzy thing i'm like oh ozzy's fine ozzy's fine he's you know but yeah Definitely going to pray, say a prayer for Ozzy tonight. Uh, hopefully, he'll get over this. And we're looking forward to the new album. And uh, you know, that's kind of a that's a kind of ironic. I mean, you say that back in the seventies or eighties. I'm going to pray for Ozzy. You know, it told me a whole, whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it would be like, hey, I'm, you know, that would yeah, pray but, for yeah. Ozzy. But he's he's, I mean, he's the old guy's mellowed over these years, but. I mean, still with like, you know, Perry Mason and stuff like, you know, that's some good stuff still. And I think oh, Zach, yeah. I think Zach helps, but man, that album coming out with Omi and the, Clapton, I mean, that Clapton and Beck. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. No, Beck, Beck is, man, he's got some songs that, man, it'll freak you out. You don't even have to do any kind of drugs. I mean, that dude is a <laughs> genius, man. That dude, I mean, he's not the loser. He says he is. He, yeah. He, he's I, I probably don't own a Beck album, but when I hear no, something, I'm like, dude's, dude's great. So I can't imagine that collaboration. That'd be great. 
That, that's going to be something to hear. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else? Where, 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 where I was night. See, it's bad getting old when you took. Well, I got good news. I'm. I got good news, and go ahead. It's not really music related. My uh, good friend Pip, my Steve. He asked me today, he's going, uh, what are you doing September 2nd, I think? And I was like, I don't know. I, he goes, man, we got some tickets to UT versus UT Austin in Austin. And I'm oh, life, oh. lifelong, lifelong uh, Longhorn. And my family, they're either Bama or Aggies. And I'm the, Ooh. I guess, the black sheep of the family. I'm the, I, I went, I went to, they got a little extension here. I didn't go to Austin, but I went to UTSA. So I've always identified Hey, I'm a Longhorn. You know, I'm orange. And now UTSA is moving up. There's there's talk about them going maybe to the Big 12. That's the rumor they're saying. Yeah. Since Texas and Oklahoma are going to SEC, I'm just ready to play. I'm just ready to start playing A&M again because that rivalry is back because that has been missing from this state. They make so much money off that. And I I hear the smack talk, and I do it. And some of it's from my own family. Oh, them tea sipping Longhorns, and it's it's, it's a great robbery. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I, I got that news today, and I was like, I'm down, man. He goes, that'll be a birthday present. I'm like, man, I'm in, I'm in. I mean, that's in September. It's you know, it's in Austin, which is about 45 that's- minutes away. But I'm gonna be mixed feelings because UTSA, where I went, and I really follow UTSA here. They had a good run last year, but playing UT, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's Ooh. like. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's, that's like the early games. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that, that shows you how far, yeah. I mean, I mean, UT is not what they used to be under Mac Brown, but I mean, they're recruiting pretty good. I mean, coach, oh, coach has got some good skills. I got a couple from Bama. Of course, my Bama people, oh, those guys weren't any good. All right. <laughs> Settle down, you know, as they say. But uh, we'll yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There was, it, there was a reason they went to Alabama. I mean, they were, they didn't get recruited by Alabama because they weren't any good. Alabama, I will say this, and I'm not disputing his coaching skills, saving his coaching skills at all. But he's a good, he's a great coach. But he's a he's an even better recruiter. I mean, he he can get the people in there. And I mean, well, I don't think they would have put him in the movie The Blind Side playing himself if he wasn't great. I mean, that's no. You talk about no. great coaches. I mean, has he? Um, I'm not a big on. I'm not on big on Bama, but I know Bear Bryant is that what he called Bear Bryant. Yeah. Has he suppressed Bear? You're the college, you're the sports expert. See, that that'll be something I have to look at. I hadn't even thought about that or tell you the truth. Bear. Wow. That was, I mean, and I'm not saying Saban's not a great coach. I said, like I said, he's a great coach, but he's an even better recruiter. He can get the guys in there, which you know, you got for one thing, you've got the SEC stamp there. And that automatically, if you play in the SEC, most of the time. You're going to get looked at about it in the pros because you play in the strongest conference in college football by far. Yes. And then if you're on Alabama, uh, you know, most the Alabama third string quarterback could probably start at any other college in America. I yes. mean, no yes. doubt about it. But, and this is what I can't figure out. And it's got to be because you get that brand being an Alabama quarterback. I can't understand why you don't see more. You talked about you had two guys that came from Bama to Texas in the transfer portal, which that's a whole different ball game there too. I, I've got my feelings about that, but I can't understand why all these kids go. You know, if I'm like a high school all American, like 
and and I'm looking at at the depth chart for Alabama, and I'm looking at these guys ahead that are already there ahead of me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get much playing time. But it's like a friend of mine said, if you if you just get in there one time at Alabama, you're 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 done. I mean, you're 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 good. But why would you want to go there and sit the bench behind a guy when you can go to a you know, you, I'm talking about another, go to another SEC team and and get some playing time. But well, that's kind of why the Alabama coach, uh, mystique that they like. Well, you talk about players on the side. Well, you kind of think about uh, coach from uh, Oklahoma. I mean, he went to California. He don't have to go to the SEC no more. It's a lot easier, and it's probably a lot easier Actually, for him to I will tell you a story about him, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley would play – He well, not played, but he was the offensive coordinator at the team I pulled for in North Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina, East Carolina University. And, man, he had – just like he has now, he had at Oklahoma, he had that offense at ECU where the game I went to, I carried my daughter to her first game, it was against Carolina. And that's like, that's like a big – kind of a big robbery. It is for ECU. Carolina doesn't like to play ECU because they look at – ECU, like, well, that's the little brother. If we lose them, uh, we've got everything to lose, and they've got nothing to lose. But that night, ECU whipped them 70 to 41. Ooh. And, uh, you know, in the background, ECU's colors are purple and gold. And I've got a picture on my wall back here of the, of the, the stadium that night. But right at dark, when it was starting to get dark, the, the sky turned like a purple color. And everybody was just like looking like, oh my gosh, this is like a sign here. And by that time, the Carolina, all the Carolina people started leaving the stands. And I think they started singing that song, Hey, 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 Goodbye, and, and got rid of them and all this nah, stuff. Nah, it was, nah, cool. nah. it was a good, good game for my daughter, her first game. But uh, yeah. So yeah, he, he was there for a while. And, uh, you know, we always knew that he would never. You know, we couldn't get him to be head coach there because he was so talented. It, it's it's kind of like a stepping stone is what they – what a lot of these coaches think about ECU. Well, it's a stepping stone to a bigger job, but, you know, it is. Yeah, but right after Oklahoma and Texas commit, he leaves. That's like – I didn't see that coming. But, that's I mean – Listen, I'm, th- I'm telling you, he's thinking, you know, I'm going to the SEC. This is a whole different ball game than what conference I'm in now. Let me let me see put some feelers out here to the West Coast where I can dominate in this conference, and he's bringing a lot of his guys from Oklahoma with him too. Yeah. So that's what he's thinking. He said, "I want to dominate." Bye bye. Yeah. Good for All me. right. See good you. for Y'all Texas. Have fun out there. Good for Texas. That's a good there. thing for Texas because they always own us. We beat them every once in a while. So when I saw him, yeah, leave, I, I was like, <laughs> I was happy dance, happy dance. What was it? Was it the year before last? Well, last year too. I think they came back on y'all, and yeah. and but the year before last is when the girl was at the on the uh, live on TV flipped off somebody. I mean that was the big the big video meme for everybody back then was uh show some class uh, Texas. Of course I had oh yeah show some class that. when I see this all the time with the the <laughs> down horns whatever. Or, <laughs> there was like something they were they were gonna try to ban that or something. Texas was. I'm like, oh come yes. on. Yeah, they, they were like, oh well, that's offensive. I'm like, really, dude? You want to see? You don't remember and when I, uh, I'm a Longhorn, but I was like, yeah, no, that's not no, offensive. No. 
Well, it is. Well, it is offensive, but you know, I'm I'm for free speech, I mean, so it's, it's offensive it's not like to I'm me. You offer anything? I mean, it's yeah, worse, Texas, dude. Man, it's it's worse. It's Texas, man. It's worse than that, man. It's worse than flipping <laughs> off, man. Come on. That reminds me. That reminds me. I don't know if you you said you watched wrestling back in the day. Do you remember when they, you know, of course, the whole four horsemen thing. Do you remember mm-hmm. when Sting and all those guys got together? And they started doing the the same thing yeah. yeah same thing i got offended by that too so don't worry <laughs> yeah one thing one more thing about football and i know i hear a lot of rumors my longhorn buddies like hey man archie manning's looking at texas now he's looking at bama or georgia so where does he end up at your opinion you you're the i know enough to ask the question you need to answer it i, I want your expert he'll probably opinion. he'll probably end up at bama he'll probably end up but i i I say that thinking with my head, but I'm hoping he went up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I'll tell you this: Bama is like, and I don't, I don't hate hate them, but Bama is like, you know how how it gets when a team, especially if it's not your team, dominates so much, and you're just sick of them. You're like, God, anybody but, but them. It was. You know, of course, the Steelers. You I'm not a, sure a lot of people a, thought that way about the Steelers in the seventies. I'm about to say, you as a Steeler fan are telling a cowboy that. Oh, cry me a river, dude. <laughs> 70s were traumatic for me. You know me, what man. we need to we do? Got, we got the one in the 90s only because, like you, you said, we paid off the quarterback, which, you know, I like to see that come out. So come Y'all on. Paid off I, oh, cry me a river. <laughs> you know, what mm-hmm. we need to do one night, we need to do a watch along of one of the Super Bowls with the Cowboys and Steelers from the 70s. Yeah, I think I'll be. I got I got some buddies that can watch that with you. I, I mean, I know the result and oh, the Cowboys played really good. Oh, Poor yeah, old Jackie Smith. What was the one with the, the the catch they call it in San Francisco? I think that's the hardest because I really started paying that attention. Was, that yeah, was a, that was the catch. That was the start of the. Um, that was the start of the uh, the uh, the 49ers dominance over us. That's a. If there's like one team that I dislike more than the, the probably the I don't really dislike the Steelers because I wish the Cowboys were more like them. It's the 49ers, but you know I love Montana, I loved Rice, but man, it got so bad, man. I yeah. I became a big Bears fan in in the 80s, and I, that 85 Bears team was awesome. And it was like I thought you were a Cowboy fan. I go, wow. yeah, they got a tie to it. Ditka was a Cowboy, so you know, <clears throat> make up yeah, your excuses where you can get them. <clears throat> that Super Bowl that year when the Bears won was the most boring Super Bowl. I've ever watched in my life. And the fact that they didn't let Walter Payton score a touchdown and let Refrigerator Perry score a touchdown, just bonehead. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but the refrigerator was in a was at a in a WrestleMania ring, so we can't rag on the fridge, man. Come on, dude. He was a he's got the WWF WWF creds. It was WWF back then when he did the that's how great that team was. I mean, I probably could have made it. I now could probably make one as good as their defense was. Off, Forty-six defense. I remember it, Buddy Ryan. But all Buddy right, Ryan, Buddy Ryan, who put a bounty on Jimmy Johnson, and Jimmy Johnson's like, bring it. I miss those days. He punched, he, <laughs> look, he's <clears throat> he isn't even the head coach on the <clears throat> excuse me on the Oilers, and he punches out. He's defensive coordinator. He punches. The offensive coordinator for the Oilers right there on the sidelines. Coaching punches his own coach. He was hilarious. I love Buddy. Well, he Ryan. put a bounty on Jimmy when they were who was the yeah. Eagles. Well, he did. That's a lot another of reason that. that that's another with the Eagles that and don't even get me. You want to get talk about a podcast I could do for like five hours. The, 
the the I don't know if you remember the Redskins, the body bag game. They yeah. they they sent a lot of the Redskins out. They were out there to hurt them. But uh and you saw how they it. did the, they did Bounty Gate and how they had a big to do about that. I mean, I mean well, if they had investigated nothing, that a little bit further, they would probably do the yeah. same. Yeah, but that was nothing compared to what they used to do. I mean, that, those dudes were just man. Oh god, tough. no. All right. One more thing. Well, two more things, actually, before we get to our main event. Uh, if you're a KISS fan like we are, that's how Ward and I got to the to know each other through the Loudcasters. Um, this is, you know, it's, it's big because Ace Freely had his 71st birthday this past week. And uh, one of the tweets that he got was from former bandmate and current Gene Simmons from Kiss uh, wished him a for him a happy birthday, and he said, "Happy birthday, Ace, and many more." Also, the invitation still stands. Jump on up on stage with us for encores. The fans would love it. So this brought up, you know, people just <clears throat> the Kiss tards started going crazy. Like you said, Ace is back. Ace is back. But no. Uh, it, but he didn't tell you so this time, so it's not happening. Yeah, Ace is back. He didn't. He's not playing with an ace in his deck, I guess. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 cool to see Gene do. It. And I'll tell you this, and I, I another thing that I about Gene that I noticed this week. Um, somebody posted, and and I, you know, I guess they posted it for, I don't know why it was Ace Freely's birthday, so they posted. Beth unplugged. And I was like, okay, well, that would have been cool if it was Peter Chris, but you know, you should have played 2000 man if it was since it was ace. But at the end of that song on unplugged Beth, I don't know if it's Gene, it could have been one of two things. Gene could have really genuinely felt great about being back with Peter and Ace and look, you know, cause the crowd went crazy, of course, but either Gene was sitting there thinking to himself, money, just some money, ching, ching, <laughs> ain't I? But the look on his face, man, it was like, you don't, you know, it's too often you saw Gene with that look on his face. Like he's looking at the crowd like, okay, here we go. But yeah, it, it, I felt, to me, and I may be wrong, I generally felt like he felt good about you know what Peter had just done, and he was like, This is this is it again. This is this is how it should have been. But uh I never really noticed it till I watched it the other day. But well, it, I think it could have been changing. Well, Gene is, you know, Gene has said in interviews, you know, he's ragging on Peter and Chris, Peter and Ace for you know, even though they've been sober for years. Oh, they were and that's and it's like, come on, dead horse, move on. They had their demons exactly. get over it. And I can see why people get pissed about that. And I love Gene. And Gene said at one time, I would have preferred the band to stay together. But then again, oh, yeah. you have, you I mean, have, you, but you have this thing of where, you know, I mean, it's like they say four-way marriages and stuff and they don't work out. And, you know, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, it's like that old girlfriend. Like, man, that would, why didn't that work out? Then you start remembering, oh, that's why it didn't work out. And I love Ace. I think Ace is, I mean, Ace is definitely the most colorful of the bunch. I mean, that stuff with Tom Snyder is priceless. I mean, I it's he's drunk, love but it. He the, the that's why I said Palmer. on Facebook. That's why I said on Facebook. It's like 
to a to a guitarist and a hell of a plumber, you know. And, and, and if you know, you know. But yeah, what do you but, think? What do you think that piece of pipe backstage, Tom Snyder said he was talking about? Oh yeah, I tell me about that. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He walked. Did he call Gene a bass player? I mean, it, yeah, he's a, Tom Snyder. And Tom Snyder too. People don't. People like maybe younger than fifty or like who the hell is Tom Snyder? Who is Tom Snyder? But I, is. But that guy, when he had everybody, I mean, he was like the kind of the the late night Johnny Carson before, like, oh, yeah, um, before uh, I don't know who's on there now. Uh, it's late, um, after Fallon now, name? yeah. He didn't do carport karaoke, or yeah, yeah. he didn't do that, but I mean, it, it, it was cool, that was a cool show. And you in America wasn't as a combined as now with, with the internet and stuff, yeah. But back then, it's like, oh, actually, what I mean, it was from New York. It's like, oh, I'm watching. That's that's how I was with wrestling. You know, I'd watch, you know, Ric Flair and stuff. But the WWF was the, you know, the top dog back then. And I go, oh, let's go to New York. That's that was the, that was the pillar back then. And even the Ric Flairs, Arn Andersons will tell you that that's where they, you know, that's where the money was made. Oh yeah. So it was like that was you, you, Tom Snyder kind of gave you that, and he put Kiss on there. And you know, Gina Parr just horrified. I mean, oh, I think yeah, Paul, I think that actually, on face. I know Gene's pissed, but I think Paul's kind of like okay, because you see Paul kind of laughing. It's like, and you know, Paul, Paul ain't Paul's the kind of tea tipper that Gene think, is. He Paul Paul drinks, you know, sometimes. Yeah, I think Paul kind of <clears throat> kind of fed off Gene. Yeah, when he saw Gene, when he saw Gene was getting ticked off, he was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to be ticked off here. I'm supposed to be the mature one over But then, then you look and you see him; he's over there laughing. I mean, but. It I was wish, great. That's one of I can't wait for Tom and Zeus to break that down. I wish I wish Ace would have stayed in the band. And I think I've said that before. That man, can you imagine Paul singing like uh, Into the Night? Or I mean, you know, everybody rags on Ace's voice. I I have no problem with it. It's like it's like he's not a great singer, but if Paul like did Into the Night or Insane, that's that should be on Asylum. It's the same video, but I mean, I, I just can imagine yeah, how yeah, Ace would have been. Ace would have been staying in the seventies. And I think, you know, I think Gene and Paul look at that. Of course they didn't want, they wanted Pete gone. They, they, they were done with Pete back then and again. And, and, and in a lot of phase Ace was too, but man, Kiss would have been, but I honestly, I hate to break everybody's bubble. I don't know if I see Ace coming on with the band, with Tommy there in the makeup. Cause I mean, you remember the VH1 was that they put them in the hall of fame, I guess a few years ago. Yeah, and they put and they didn't even include they, they they didn't they had Tommy in the makeup, which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't go to my former job and like to hang out with the guy who took mine. You know, I mean, especially exactly. I'm, oh yeah, and and I and and, and it, yeah, the makeup's another talk. Oh, you know, you know, it, it's a makeup. It's not the real spaceman. It belongs to Ace. Well, no, it doesn't belong to Ace. Gene and Paul have it. it music is a yeah. down, and then you get down to it, it's a business, and it's a heartbreaking business. But I didn't see. Did Paul say anything, Dace? I didn't see anything from Paul. I don't. I'm not going to say he didn't, but I don't remember it up there. Uh, let's see here. Why I saw that? some. I saw somebody on a. I guess it's, it's a Peter Chris. Peter Chris, but I don't think it's an official. I don't think it's an official. He doesn't Peter have Chris. an official Twitter. I don't think. Yeah, but this this account was saying something about oh, happy birthday, Ace, the only true spaceman, and then yeah, some guy goes. Oh yeah, coming from a uh, a, a bogus Peter Chris account, not a real Peter Chris account. <laughs> I didn't say anything uh, from Paul. I, I haven't. I don't pay attention to Twitter too much, as much as I should probably. No, nothing from Paul. Yeah. 
Not that I, I think, see. I, I, think him and, I think him and Paul are good. I mean, what they did, fire and water. They I did mean, fire and water. I mean, that's, I don't know. Paul's Maybe too busy. Paul's too busy. Um, <laughs> worried about Elon Musk. Well, and that and trying to, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you're not the same person you were. And I, Paul's my favorite guy and I know people rag on him, but you're not the same person you, he's not the same person that wrote Love Gun or Take Me. Oh, I mean, no. he, he's older. Uh, you know, I'm not the same person I was, you know. I mean, I know, but I, but we talked about that, about the Elon Musk thing. It's like, well, you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like your... glass houses, you know. Remember this, exactly. Stevie, Stevie, remember this. People in glass houses should not have orgies. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> and uh, this is the, of course, you know, we we had Warden up here at first to do his top 10 Rod Stewart songs. And it went from there. We, we used those songs as our some of our top seeds. And we did a 64-song elimination tournament, the Rod Stewart Music Madness Tournament. And we're down to the Sweet 16. We updated you last week on what uh, the 32. Now we're at 16. We're going to update you on that tonight. Okay. Here's the matchup. Tonight's tonight versus Baby Jane. And let me get to my Twitter and look and see how bad it was it was pretty bad <laughs> of course well tonight tonight was in top, it was in your top 10 wasn't it and both yeah. of them were in your top 10 weren't they yeah mm-hmm. let's get down yeah because i remember your those were both in your top 10 and they weren't mine seems like your list is kind of doing better than mine <laughs> Somebody said, somebody made a comment, uh, Fat Dave on Twitter made a comment, looks like a good battle between cheesy Rod Stewart and corny Rod Stewart. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good line. Yeah, let's see. Which is which, though? <laughs> tonight's the night versus Baby Jane, and tonight's the night, uh, 74% of the vote gets the win. You wear it well versus all for love. Yeah, this one wasn't close either. Seventy-seven percent of the vote. You wear it well gets the, the win. So that was one of mine over. versus one of yours. <clears throat> yeah, you got that one. That's Definitely one. got that one. That's that one. one. <laughs> hot legs versus I don't want to talk about it. Uh, hot legs gets the win. Seventy-two percent of the vote. Reason to believe versus love touch. 65% of the vote reason to believe moves on. Okay. Infatuation, Sonny Pooney's favorite Rod Stewart song. It's got um, good taste. It's a versus, great song. Versus A Night Like This and Infatuation with 81% of the vote gets the win. Every Picture Tells a Story versus I Know I'm Losing You. Two of mine. Every, oh, no, wait. No, okay, wait. Every Picture Tells a Story would just miss it, but I Know I'm Losing You, The Temptations. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. 60% of the vote goes to every picture tells a story that moves on. The first cut is the deepest versus have I told you lately? And Cheryl Crow song, yeah. First cut is the deepest moves on with 57% of the vote. 
The killing of Georgies, part one and two versus my heart can't tell you no. My heart can't tell you no moves on with almost 70% of the votes. I can see that. That's a, that's a, you got a real kind of, both are kind of depressing songs. Like just get them yeah. over with. <laughs> yeah. Love um, lost in both of them. The big matchup, the closest matchup of the, of the round of 32, people get ready versus lost in you. Lost in you with 51.3% of the vote moves on. All right. Forever Young versus Rhythm of My Heart. Forever Young, of course, 76% of the vote moves on. You're, you're in my heart versus Mandolin Win. And you're in my heart moves on 77% of the vote. The Motown song versus Do You Think I'm Sexy? And yeah, I guess everybody thought he was sexy because 71% of the votes with that, that moves on. Maggie May versus Broken Arrow. And what I thought, I mean, I knew Maggie May would probably move on, but I thought it would be a lot closer to this. 91% of the vote for Maggie May. Wow. Young Turks versus this old heart of mine. And Young Turks with 60% of the vote moves on. Really? Wow. Stay with me versus some guys have all the luck. And stay with me with 59% of the vote moves on. Two of my favorites. I love those, both those songs. Yeah. And the last matchup in the round of 32, Downtown Train versus Passion. Downtown Train gets it with 63% of the vote. So... Here's where we look at where the matchups we're looking at in the Sweet 16. Are we going to give our picks as we go along? You can. Yeah, you can give it. Okay. Yeah, we'll give our picks as we go along, what we cool. think. Tonight's the night versus You Wear It Well. You Wear It Well. Oh, really? I think yeah, Madame Onassis got nothing on you, man. And Mrs. Jackie O, come on. You got to put that one in there. <laughs> I'm going tonight's the night on that one. Hot You're legs like the... versus reason to believe. Ooh, oh man. Okay, is are we okay? We I don't know if we I, I this is before. Are we talking the newer version of Reasonably or the original? Uh, Not the I slow mean, one. I haven't. I haven't really. One, we got the one that's on Unplugged where it's great. Yeah, but uh, I still I have to go Hot Legs. I got to go Hot Legs on that one. That's just too yeah. Iconic. I think Hot Legs gets that. Infatuation versus every picture tells a story. I think infatuation moves on. Yeah, I will. Infatuation, yeah. The first cut is the deepest versus my heart can tell you know a Sarah Evans song versus a Cheryl Crow song. Cat Stevens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only Rod Ooh, Stewart nerds would know that. Hey, that's a great Cheryl Crow song that Rod Stewart covered 20 years before she was in the music. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's Cat yeah. Stevens. This is a tough uh, one for me. I had to go. My heart can't tell you no because I, I I'm fatigued with uh, what like, I'm fatigued with the other. It's just it. I mean, they played the heck out of it with Rod and they played the hell out of it with Cheryl. But so I had to go. Um, my heart. Yeah, my heart I'll can't probably get no. my heart can tell you no. Which is funny because like there's, both those songs were covered by two very attractive women, and it, yes, I can't very. imagine somebody breaking their heart. You know, it's like wow. But that, that's just me. <laughs> Lost in You versus Forever Young. Lost in You. 
I think Forever Young's going to take that. Yeah, man, but is he going to make love yeah. to you like 15 men and Forever Young? No. Lost <laughs> in you, dude. Have you seen the video, man? He's working at yes. the bar and, yes. and and stuff, and he's got better hair than anybody in the whole thing. Even he always does. Yeah, man, that dude's hair is like, you know, he's got... He's, it hasn't I mean, changed. They, that is some great hair, dude. And I, I'm a hair challenged. So, I mean, I'm a little, you know, and I'm supposedly Scottish and British and stuff. Well, I didn't get that part of it. So, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Did you see him? Of uh, It's been a few weeks back working on the potholes in the road in front of his house. With the, yeah, because they wouldn't the, come, the, they wouldn't the, come the fix them. The road right? people that were, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were out there and he, he was out there helping them. Yeah. And his hair was just like it was. It was perfect. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's Rob. So he never aged. He, he got, he got. I mean, he's used to that manual work. He used to dig graves for a living before he broke big. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about manual labor, but digging a hole that deep, woo. That's not one of my. You know, I will, I will do it if I have to, but that's not on my list. Well, they probably didn't have backhoes like they do now. Nothing against, nothing against grave diggers, but you know, I'm kind of creeped out by that. I, more power to you guys. Wait till the paranormal but, episode, uh, then you'll get really creeped out. Oh, yeah. You're in my heart versus do you think I'm sexy? You're in my heart. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah, I think not the revolting yeah, cock. I think, not I my favorite. That's so. going to get it. I think no revolting cocks. Nah, Is it, I mean, if it's the Rod Stewart, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Too much fatigue. Look, we've got freaking revolting. I've got bands that I, I've had heard of till I started doing the fire. Revolting cocks. And then there was another one that some one of the loudcasters talked about the mountain goats. I was like, that's not a real band. And it is a real band. <laughs> The freaking mountain, mountain gun. Yeah, like, like the dogs that sing that the, in the over the metal box. They're not dressed up either. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> Let's get through this before I talk about that. Because <laughs> I'll go on and on. Maggie May versus Young Turks. I think Maggie May's going to get it. You know, honestly, if there were two songs that you could erase from a Rod Stewart. You could erase from the Rod Stewart catalog. It would be those two because they were both so overplayed. And and I would have to go yeah. with Maggie May only because it's his first hit and it's with Ron Wood and the Faces. But those two songs, I mean, if I never hear them again, I, I mean, I have to go get a beer when he plays them at the concert. So I was like, I don't want to hear. It. I mean, those. I just both, remember. I just remember Maggie May every time it was one of those, and I don't, it wasn't Freedom Rock. They got, you know, <laughs> Freedom Rock, man. It was one of those compilation albums that you always saw at like 12 o'clock after 12 on, uh, on the TV. And it always played Wake yeah. Up, Maggie. Yeah. It was always yeah. playing that. And, uh, and then it would go back a little bit later to the, the little, uh, <clears throat> the solo. And I was like, God, I'm so tired of hearing that. Yes. But that it's Let's funny. See. It's funny talking yeah. about Maggie May. That it's funny about that. There's that intro, the guitar part that's on the whole out on the album. It's like a little, like almost like a rock and uh, rock bottom there with this little guitar. I had never really heard that because I always heard it on the radio when I got in the Rod Stewart. I go, "What is this?" But they take out that guitar part because I guess it would have <laughs> been longer. But that's a cool commercial because it shows the faces with Ron Wood, and that that's a great, um, great time, great band. So, 
the last mat- matchup is let me pull this up again. Stay with me versus downtown train. <laughs> Man, this one hurts. These are I mean, these are both in my top ten. And yeah, down downtrain train was when I got my first car in 88, 89. That was a big hit. That's the first cassette single I played. Stay with me is the stonish thing because I love the stones. This one hurts, but I got to go stay with me because it's a rod. It's it's not a cover. It's it's you know it's not a uh, who's that Boz Skaggs or whatever covered it, it or he yeah. wrote it. It's 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 it, I got to go with stay with me. I if I, Bob I love Skaggs. that song. Man, that guy could that that is that is a guy that could freaking sing, and a lot of, not a lot of people know about was Bob Skaggs. You know, uh, what was that song? Look what you've done to me. That was on. I think it was on. Uh, Gosh, Urban Cowboy, the Urban Cowboy soundtrack. And then he did another song called Heart of Mine that was so good. And I was like, who is this freaking guy? And I'm like, and they were like, Boz Skaggs. I'm like, who the heck is Boz Skaggs? But yeah, Boz Skaggs. Boz, Boz, is it Boz or Boz? B-O-Z, right? Boz Skaggs? B-O-Z. B-O-Z. Boz. So, <clears throat> that <clears throat> what is wrong with my voice tonight? <clears throat> I've been singing too much. <laughs> uh, singing too much mountain goat and revolting cock song. Carrie, Just don't do them together, man. That may be a whole new episode altogether. Oh, God. <laughs> that could be that could be bad. That's probably uh, one we shouldn't film. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that or that does the sweet sixteen of the Rod Stewart. Next week we'll update you. We'll get to the elite eight next week. You know but it's this. Stevie, it's funny when you invited me to come on and we were talking, I guess, through like Facebook and you and you were talking we were talking about subjects. We started talking and, and you and I, I couldn't think of anything because, I, mean, I, I mean, we can still find stuff about Kiss that hasn't been discussed. I'm sure we could do that. Yeah. But I was like, well, thinking, well, what's a podcast I haven't heard that I'd like to do? And I suggested Rod Stewart and I got friends of mine who are like Rod Stewart. I mean, it's like, are you in the Lawrence Welk too? <laughs> But I mean, it's a lot of my friends don't have the classic thing I do. I'm I'm more. I think that's why I, I get along with you guys. You know, from you know, shout out Ladcast. We're all about the same age, but we have roots. We, we have roots yeah. we grew up with. That's from our parent, well, parents. And it's like my other, and they're just more. If it's before, if it's after nineteen nine, before nineteen eighty, they don't want to hear it. You know, and so they listen to a lot of this new country, which I you're helping me get into it. And you're and I'm seeing it more. But it's it's like I said, well, Rod Stewart, and I don't, I think you, and you got back to me. Oh, that'd be cool, and I'm like, yeah, really? I mean, you want to? Well, and I was, and I was thinking, you know, people at my age may not like Rod Stewart, and then I hear about Zeus, and then I, you, you guys like him. I mean, you can name ten Rod Stewart songs yeah. that aren't on the radio, and that's what's cool yeah. about it is that you didn't laugh at me for my pick, like my friends yeah. do. But I mean, I he's my favorite all-time all time right. singer, and it's like probably one of the. I mean, and a lot we're going to talk about tonight, ZZ Top. That's and they're not related, but if you talk about my earliest memories of music besides Glenn Campbell and um, George Strait, and you know George Jones, you know that stuff I grew up listening to. Rod Stewart is it, and I was like, you didn't. I mean, you you said, yeah, let's do it, and I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow, this is cool. And I think that we, when you had your list, I was like, wow, you know some stuff, and it's it's not like talking to myself to where, you know, it's like you know 
where I'm get you get me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I'm getting you too, because I mean, obviously, you know, it, both our lists were wrong and that's another story, but, <laughs> <According to Zeus. laughs> but you know, well, let's, let's, yeah, let's just get one, one thing straight about this, this podcast. And, and if you, if you follow us on Twitter, you follow us on Facebook, you know, yeah, I'm a fan of like eighties rock. I'm a big fan of that. But if you knew somebody, and if you could look at this list, I'm looking at right now. And some I like, some I didn't like of the list that the album challenge I'm doing. I'm not, this is not a podcast just about 80s rock music. This is a podcast, you know, it's about music. And I'm like, I don't get it when people try to typecast. Well, you, if you listen to 80s music, 80s rock music, you can't listen to country. Yeah, that's, I mean, me and that's why when Zeus came on to do 90s country with me, that was that was so great because, but you can't listen to you know if you listen to rap music you can't listen to rock music if you listen to this like if you listen to eighties rock music you can't listen to Debbie Gibson well, wrong I will I do dude but. I saw out of the blue I was watching VH I was watching eighties and out of the blue came on and is that the one where she's in the bed like where she's like doing stuff and she like writes on her knee. She like, well, no, not that kind yeah. of bed scene. She's like ripped jeans, you know, ripped jeans, ripped jeans that would make Joe Elliott proud. And she's sitting there writing on here, oh, and it's God. like, oh, that's my buddy Stevie's. I mean, that that's was his. Oh, and I'm trying God. to think of who uh, who I was in at that age. Probably Samantha Fox or Lita Ford. That yeah, was like Nancy Lita Wilson. Ford was Nancy Wilson. Look, I mean, that's that's what we're we're talking about here. Just because we talk about a lot, yeah. we talk about a lot of. We're going to talk about Kiss a lot. We talk about, like, we talk about Ozzy. But, you know, this week on my album challenge, I'm going to read, and you know, some of these I don't like. Some of these were painful to get through. Just who I've gone through this week. The Fat Boys. Remember them? Yeah. Well, didn't, they do a, didn't they do Wipeout or something like that? Wipeout with the Beach yeah. Boys. Yeah. No, but didn't they do a cover of that? Or yeah. Yeah, they did. Fat, and the okay. Beach Boys came on there. <laughs> useless uh, information you know <laughs> yes sir that's what i'm saying yeah uh gloria estefan i did one of her albums foreigner I, inside I, information dude that's a good album foreigner you gotta i'm yeah. gonna that's a good album gloria Stefan. there's nothing i like gloria stuff i like miami I sound machine too. yeah yeah joan jet up your alley she shouldn't have been this, in the hall of fame before pat benatar for that's the only thing i have a problem this with. is where I'm gonna lose. This is where I'm gonna lose some uh, rock credibility here. And I put this up here because it was. I mean, let me let's get this straight now. I looked to get some of these albums, and you'll see what I'm doing here. By the time period, I will go by like the Billboard charts. What was on that week? I'll write the album down, and I'll say, okay, I'm gonna listen to it. New kids on the block, hanging tough. Now you're talking about a struggle. That, but not the biggest struggle of the week. All right, then we got Tiffany. Remember her <laughs> holding old friend's hand. Mike and the Mechanics, living years, and then the biggest struggle of the week. And I'm telling you guys, this was absolutely awful. Vanilla Ice to the extreme. 
that was the worst thing I've ever tried to listen to in my life. Past Ice Ice Baby, and that starts off the album. Uh, let's 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 read off some of these the the names of the songs up here. Of course, Ice Ice Baby, Yo Vanilla. Queen, Queen, yeah, yeah, Under Pressure. By the way, um, Stop That Train, Hooked, Ice Is Working It. <laughs> yeah life is a fantasy Play aldo nova's making it aldo nova made an appearance on that uh no, just a fantasy no. he didn't make an appearance on this play that funky music that was a single which was that yeah that was a single dancing which they sampled dancing machine by jackson's go eel yeah i got eel after listening to this it's a party. Juice to get loose by. <laughs> Ice cold. I like it. In parentheses. Rasta man, which he does a, a Jamaican rap there. That was painful. And then he tried to be LL Cool J and put I love you. And then the last song. Having a Roni, and no, he wasn't talking about having a slice like Ace Freely. He was some. <laughs> it's a slice. I'm gonna. But yeah, that I'm, was. I'm gonna admit something to you. I'm gonna admit something to you about Vanilla Ice. The dude can build a hell of a house, evidently. I've seen his show. But there was a time I go to Dallas quite often to go to Cowboy games. So a bunch of us, we went to God. This had to be the Tony Romo years. So we probably lost. Um, he was playing some little club that we went to. It's called Firewater. It was like it was it was a neat little club. He was playing there. He had like I think it's around the time he started rocking up his stuff, kind of making it more metal. Oh yeah. And I don't know I if it was that. a Cer I don't know if it was a Cervezas talking, but man, we had a good time. I mean, a couple of us, not me, had to get you know kind of hauled out of there, you know, because. But we were jamming, dude. I mean, dude, it was a great show from what I can remember. I mean, it, granted, I, I mean, I drank Budweiser back then and, and said, I'm like, now. But the dude put on a good show, man. And the album, you're right, is yeah. horrible because I remember hearing it back in the day. And it, it was pretty bad. And didn't he do another one that was even worse? Didn't he do something with the Ninja Turtles or something like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, go Ninja, ninja Rap. Go Ninja, ninja go. Rap. Yeah. go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah. Yeah, please go. You go somewhere. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard Not that story? Me. I heard a story. I was watching. Uh, I don't know behind the music or something like that. He was. Uh, he, he said he knew he had to, he had to get out of the business because he ran into Suge Knight, I guess, and they held him over a held him over yeah. to turn over those rights or something like that. New Jack like, City on him. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. By the way, That's, is that in your top ten? No, that, I'll tell you. No, I won't tell you that story. I, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that story later. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So, the main event tonight: ZZ Top in a band. I'm, you know, I'm familiar with ZZ Top to a point. You know, not like you are. I guess when I got into ZZ Top, when I started being familiar with ZZ Top, was what uh, Recycler when that started, and then. Recycler or Eliminator? 
No, it was Recycler. I started listening. I would listen to Recycler, but then I went back because, and I and I don't want to give away that story yet about how I why I wanted to listen to Eliminator, but that that was a wrestling story there. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that song. Uh, but yeah, so. Some of what this stuff you, I'm hearing, some of this stuff on your list I'm hearing for the first time, and some of it was really, you know. Uh, are yeah. you going to be a lot? Yeah. Are you going to be a lot more brutal than I was with Daughtry? Because I think I, I think Daughtry. I mean, brutal. I I had nothing but praise for Daughtry. I liked it. Yeah, was it my know, kind of it's stuff? It's not going to be brutal because okay. a lot of this stuff I you know, and I listened to. I guess I listened to your top ten list probably about five or six times because I was like you know. Some of these songs would have to grow on you, as, you know, when you, especially when you, it's only your first time hearing it. But uh, yeah, so let's get right into this. So, trusty notebook, my Coach Klein notebook. So, I'm interested to say before we get into the list, what do you think about the documentary? Documentary was great. I mean, it it was great. You found out a lot. I did not realize, and I did a lot of looking back. They are the longest. The group that's Word. been together the longest with the three members without any breakup of any group that's that's been around because I think they what from '69 and then they took that break when when Beard went into rehab. Oh, and, then and Dusty like you said, went to go like you said, we needed we needed that. So and then uh, Dusty went to go work at an airport. You know, I love that. I just went and got me a regular job. They yeah, just me as Dusty. I was like, yeah, I just went out and wow. got me a job. I I'm a, figured I'm a regular guy with a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it's it. Yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> but the, it just the, it just always you know with ZZ Top, it just always was funny to me, and I know everybody knows that. That hold on, what we got here? Oh, they're doing it. That the beard thing, and then the guy without the beard, his last name's Beard. I mean, that was. That was pretty. And it cool. wasn't, and it wasn't anything they like tried to do. They just no. didn't why they were taking a break. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're the marketing geniuses, and like no, we just lazy. <laughs> no, we just didn't check. We were. What do you say? We were just lazy. Yeah. You know? So, it's it's funny about ZZ Top and, it, and kind of talking about the documentary. I, I, uh, the place that they're they're traveling to the car is called Green Hall. It's in a little tall green. It's outside here. You've had artists like Garth Brooks play there, George Strait, and ZZ Top kind of got their uh, start from there. I mean, it's a small little place. I think when Garth played it a few years ago, it was like, you ain't getting no ticket unless you bring back Curious Gaines, I guess. But I guess people would catch on to that. But that place is so iconic. I mean, I I mean, I knew that ZZ Top started out there and George Strait did. But, I mean, I just to see that and being from Texas – and it's like that's right up the road for me. And then seeing Frank Frank Beard have this nice Lake Austin house, <laughs> and then you and, but it looks like you know uh, does uh, um, Billy Gibbons. He's like the journeyman. He's always playing. He doesn't stop. But I mean, it was like it it really hit home. And I you know they they called him the little old band from Texas. They took that as their name, but that was an insult back then. I mean, they were look. I mean, there was a time in the late sixties and seventies that you know the Southern man wasn't exactly like, especially Texas. They thought we were just yeah. nuts. And a lot of them still do. Cause when people ask me about some, Hey, do you, you know, tie your horse up? I mean, I went to California once and it, I got so, 
so and, and it's like well it, typical your team would be the cowboys and i'm no cowboy but i mean it, it was neat to see it as they kind of broke that i think they broke that mold a little bit and kind of ex, you know expose it because when they were playing that blues festival and all those artists were like oh these boys can play you know and they were yeah. like who are they? i mean you saw what they look like or like who are these guys and then like all those old bluesmen <laughs> were like new and they played the blues but I will say something about ZZ Top before we get into the list. And Billy Bob Thornton highlighted this very well. There are two ZZ Tops. You have your 70s era. And when they came back, you have your Eliminator era up through Recycler. And they're two different bands. They are, I mean, because I got oh, my yeah. friends. My friends. You can hate, listen to them and tell they, that. They hate the electric drums. They hate all that stuff because they grew up with, you know, all those albums. Yeah. And they were a they were a heavy blues band, and it and I got a good friend of mine, Jeff. He got a picture with Billy Gibbons, and he said Billy Gibbons is the coolest dude, and he does look. I, I mean, yeah, he just looks like a gold. I mean, there's pictures of him with Paul. I mean, he just seems like and and they played with Kiss. They were talking about Kiss on that on that episode that one of yeah. their managers had worked with Kiss, and it's like God, Kiss and ZZ Top. You probably talk about you think Rush and ZZ Top are worlds apart but you know i mean maybe zz top in the 80s opening up for kiss but man the one in the 70s man they were just a good blues band that wouldn't work and one thing about zz top too is that listening to zz top and hearing kind of these songs again took me back and i would have to say i would have to edit my top 10 at not the top five the top five is pretty set but in the six the bottom the bottom five i'd have to i'd have to take one out and put one in I'd put ZZ Top in. And I bet you there can't were, realize who it is. There <laughs> were. Mm, there was, I don't know, but there was one that they sang on <coughs> on that documentary that I, I I really liked. And I went back and listened to that. And I was like, you know, and I was surprised that I liked it because I'm not a big blues guy. Uh, you know, I like a little bit of it, but I'm not a big blues guy. This was, I mean, that's in the name of the song, uh, Blue Jean Blues. That, that I was like, you know, they wrote this, wrote this song about freaking getting a pair of blue jeans back from from <laughs> from a from a girl. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like, and we'll talk about this before we get off there. The 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 song you talked about, we were talking about new country this week. I'm not that big in the new country. I'm listening to a little bit because of my daughter listens to it when we're on the way somewhere. But that song that I sent to you today, we'll talk about that when we get through with this. Uh, that that's a simple song. Why I would like a songwriter. Why couldn't I come up with that? You know. But anyway, let's get right into it. All right, okay. From ten to one. I'll yeah, I'll do ten to one. Yeah. And I know this list. I mean, especially if you're a ZZ Top aficionado, you're gonna you hate it, but. Honestly, if it was up to me, I'd put everything off eliminate, not eliminator, afterburner on this because I love that album. It's their to me heaviest kind of next to eliminator. I like that stuff, that '80s he heavy stuff with, and like the '80s Kiss stuff with the synth with the keyboard. They're really called they synthesizers and keyboards. The same thing. I love that. Yeah, I, think, I mean that's I when I got know. into. I'm not big when I got into Van Halen when I heard Jump. It's like, oh my god, he got keyboards. Yeah. I love that. And I love the David Lee Roth stuff with, you know, stand up. I love that stuff. So it's typical eighties. So I may have left some stuff off my list that diehards will hate. I got friends of mine. I'm like, Oh my God, that's blasphemy. 
But <laughs> the only list that is correct is your own. I've learned that. That's right. The only, yeah. I mean, I mean, we all have different lists and I'm really interested to see when we put this on Twitter, what the response was, boy. Yeah. But this is just my list. And my number 10 is probably the earliest song I remember from ZZ Top. I think I was hanging out with my babysitter back around 76. And uh, her son was a sheriff. So they'd have friends over drinking uh, this thing called, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, called Schlitz beer. Have you ever heard of Schlitz? Yes. Uh, Texas, Schlitz malt liquor beer. beer. Yeah. But that was no big in Texas. It. Yeah. No. No, that's, 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 that's no one does it kind of special. No, that's a, that's not. <clears throat> And I did something kind of special. No, I know, that's not Schlitz. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I can remember them drinking beer and I can remember them playing ZZ Top. I can remember playing the Stones. So if there's one song that's my earliest ZZ Top recognition, it's it's Only Love. And it was off an album called Tejas. I think that's how you say it. It's not, yep. I thought it was a Spanish word, but it's actually a Indian word. It's for like friend, which I think is pretty cool. Or friend, amigo, whatever. Um, I think it symbolizes for me growing up in Texas. There's some songs that I didn't include on mine. Uh, there's a song called Arrested While Driving Blind. I don't know if you ever heard that song. Well, they're singing about when well, you're driving down that Texas line and you feel that wild turkey bite, you know, don't let Jim Bean in. And they got really after, and Texas was, you know, but I mean, in the last few years, these laws have come out like everywhere. I mean, back in the seventies, it was like, um, like society is, it's like, it, it was like kind of open. There wouldn't have as many rules as we have now, but they got on uh, them about that. Well, you're promoting drunken and driving and stuff, but it's no, it, it was like, no, don't do this stuff. But that era and some of their songs that were on my list, it's only love. It's a little bluesy than I, what I like it. it it's yeah. and it, it's like 76. So while you were like listening to, you know, Detroit Rock City, I was listening to this. So and and just songs like this, but that it made my top 10. I, I really like this song. It's just a nice, cool. I mean, I guess this is my idea of blues. I mean, I don't know if you call it blues, but it's just I mean, it could almost be like almost a country song if it was a little slower. Yeah, it could be. But it this was I'll tell you, this was my number nine. Um and <clears throat> it sounded at the start of it, the more I listened to it, there was a part of it at, at the intro. I heard big, big jet airliner. I don't know. You go back and listen to it. There's a little part <clears throat> that you can yeah. hear it. It sounds like that, but it's, it's also got that. And I don't know who came first, but it's also got that Leonard Skinner Saturday night special. Yes. Yeah. It, it sounds a lot like that. But I love the trading vocals back and forth, a lot of harmonica in it. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know I like this song. It, it was number pretty, nine for me. Pretty close to mine, number ten. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. I don't know. We're, we're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> that's probably as close as we were. Really? There may be one oh, more. Oh man. There may be one more that we get close to. All right, number nine for me is what's up with that. This is off an album that I'm honestly I'm not real too familiar with, I, and I it's called Rith, Rith, Rhythm Rhythm Mean, and this is when they kind of started going back to the roots exactly. in the '90s when everybody was you know after Nirvana happened, they started doing more harmonica and less keyboards, 
So I like it now because it's got that heavy kind of what? I mean, it's just a song you can sing to. And I probably only know this song is because I got a, uh, they call it's like a triple pack. I, it came out of a CDs. A friend of mine gave it to me and it was like all their, it was like, like all their hits and like, it was a great collection. It had stuff like this on it that was from the nineties. And like, it was, oh, this is newer stuff. So I, I like it too. Cause it's got, it's, 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 it's a rocking song. I mean, it's not grunge, but it's not, it's not, you know, rough boy, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, definitely a change. Yeah. <clears throat> I did not realize, you know, when I listened to this <clears throat> the first time and I, I said, well, let me go look at what this album was. Honestly, I thought it, like you said, it was, it had to be an album from the seventies, but you know, after, after going through the eliminator recycler afterburner, <clears throat> I was like, this has got to be from the seventies before they did all that. But like you said, return to, to the, the rock, to the blue stuff. It was okay for me. It was number 10 for me, okay. but, uh, not it probably like I said the weakest of these ten, which is not bad. I could I like like you said you can you can really get into it, but uh, it was number ten for me. The chorus, I wasn't crazy about the chorus. I mean, it was just you know, but you know, I love that. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I, it, I like, it's okay, I like but it, it's not. It, it's my number ten. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right. Sorry, that's my cell phone. Must not have paid uh, a bill. Must not have paid probably, a bill. Must probably, not have paid a bill. That's what it was. It's probably when your friends watching live saying, "What is this guy doing?" Talking, putting that. Well, down. I know this one's going to kind of make some people upset. It's not higher because this song is probably. I mean, it, it was on. Um, it was on. Um, what's the movie we're talking about with McConaughey? I, Days and Confused. Oh it's yeah, in, it's in that one. It's in like almost every '70s movie. And it's it's got Dusty Hill on the vocals, and it's one of their best songs. It's called Tush. Another word, aka you know, getting laid. I mean that for lack of a better word, you know, ZZ Top was like, like Aerosmith in a lot of ways and Kiss that they just didn't come out and say it. They like back then you had to have an imagination. Yeah. Like what is a tush? You know, it's like come on, <laughs> come so on. come on, man. And uh, so it's. Yeah, Tush and Dusty Hill, and God bless, God rest his soul. I just love this song. I mean, it's just like, and it, 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 he makes it his own. I mean, it's just like, and it's one of ZZ Top's signature songs, and it yeah. should be higher, but I have it lower, and I think probably because just kind of hearing it so much. But it's a short and sweet song. Gets to the point. Like, hey, I want to go get laid. I'm looking for a girl, you know, or whatever you're into. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey, I've been up and I've been down, you know. Dallas, Texas, Hollywood. Hollywood. This is this is my number six. Uh, okay. Short, short but sweet. You know, two minutes, a little over two minutes uh, from Fandango in 1975. And, you know, it's one of those songs, it's really driving. I mean, that guitar work is, is just driving, and that's what carries it. Uh, typical Southern rock song from back then uh, i mean you can't this is one we used to have street dances we, we closed on once a year during the summer we closed what? the whole which you, you you'd have what a street dance you mean a, you'd have you a know. hoedown on a street is what, that's no, what it is right a hoedown right it's not a hoedown this is not 
we're not look dude we're not we may be southern but we're not that southern uh no we would we would close the street down i mean we'd have a whole big thing here for for a whole day we the fire department would cook barbecue and no oh, nice and we yeah and then at night we'd have a band come out and play we'd close the street down and you know this is the kind of stuff they would play but tush uh was written in about 10 minutes at a sound check mm-hmm. and it's the 67th best hard rock song according to vh1 but it's six on my list love the guitar solo Torso, well, you know why is, they wrote it in six or all that short time is because that wild turkey was biting them like the other song they talk about. <laughs> I forgot to mention on this, I, I was noticing about I was looking at the the uh, album, and, and I'm real guilty of putting on um, putting on my playlist and not really paying attention to it. This is the first part of this album is um, is live. I know. Wait, the first part. This first. Okay, it reminds me. Okay. Okay, it's like it's like part of it's a live album, and I think they did the direct opposite what Kiss did. They think they put the live the uh, new stuff first, and I'm not I'm not sure. I wrote my notes down. I totally forgot what I'm saying, but yeah, Fandango's a good uh, good album, and it was live, and it's a great album. And I know that it's a lot part of it's live, like one side of it's live, one side of it's you know new stuff. So they kind of did like, like what a live did. Live two was it's in there, right. but I think it was the direct opposite of what Kiss did, if that makes sense. Okay, number makes sense. Number, what is that? Number seven, number eight. Is that eight? No, we did eight. eight yeah, number two. seven. Number seven. Okay. You're right. Number seven. You should know this one because this is one of your favorite trilogies in movies. It's Double Back, it's off Recycler. It was in uh, Back to the Future 3 when they made a movie but even in frank beard's drum turn too when they had the and i remember hey it's easy top but double back is is a great song i think it's it's got it's more to the roots but it's got kind of the keyboards into it it's not quite like a or afterburner it's kind of a i always thought that recycler was a mix and i this is the first time i saw them i saw them on this tour the recycler tour i was in i was still in high school and this is there in the great the Black Crows debacle. Oh yeah, Black Crows yeah. were real hot then, and then they got kicked off the tour, and I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, because I love the Black Crows, and I was so mad. And then they, yeah, I don't know who it was that opened it, but it was another one of the blues guys. And I'm like, this is so boring. I, I nowadays <laughs> I would probably appreciate it, but when I was a teenager, I was like, I wanted the Black Crows, which you know, they were a rock band. They weren't just blues like what they had. But I mean, they continue to still play. They that this tour, they played like three nights in Houston at the Summit, I believe. And yeah, they were they're huge down here. I and mean, it's like they, I mean, and they they play they packed the old uh, arena here where the Spurs used to play back in the day. But just talk about just probably one of the first, one of the first like after Kiss. I mean, I was I saw Kiss in '90. So this had to be not 90, 91, 90, I think 91, I was still in high school. But man, it was so different than anything I ever saw. I mean, they came out, they came out like boxes. I mean, it was, a, it was, a, it was, it was almost like a, it was, an, it was almost animated, but it was live. And then they would disappear. Right. And it was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, it was, they were always about the characters and, and you see the beards flowing, but yeah, I think if I would have seen the Black Crows, I think that would have just been, this would probably be my number one concert. They were that good. I mean, it. I mean, my number one is the Stones because of the Stones, but 
they were great. I mean, Recycler, I, I love the album, and I next to Afterburner, I think it's one of my favorites as well. So you're gonna probably double back was number three for me. Uh, back to the future thing, I can remember finding out that they were the square dance band in back to the future three. And I was like, Holy crap. It is them. I mean, cause they fit right in with that. Whole you didn't, time. you didn't know them when you saw it. No, wow. not right. When I first watched it, I mean, it didn't hit me, but I'll oh, tell okay. you this. There's a lot, you know, when I go to sleep at night, there's a lot of times I have to have something playing some kind of music or movie or something on TV. And I was watching back to the future three one night. And I can remember, being so tired because it got to the end of the DVD and it goes back to that, that title screen and them playing double back hoedown version was the song that played over and over again on that title screen. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even feel like getting up to turn this off. So I just sat there and listened to it over and over again all night while I'm like, but yeah, this is this is the ZZ Top that I, that I you know a little bit before it I got into it but you know can't go wrong with the Back to the Future three of course you know I'm a big Back to the Future fan. Just the guitars, the guitars kicking in. That's just I mean it's oh it's gosh cool. yes it's when just, it starts yeah. off man it is and and that's that's one of the things I notice about a lot of this you know coming into this I knew Billy Gibbons could play and i knew dusty hill could play but i did not realize how well they played until i really sat down and listened and and you know you'll hear people talk about well if it's not you have to listen to it with your your headphones or your earplugs on to really get the and last night i sat there and i put them on and i was listening to it man i was like this is great double back was great for me but yeah that was my number three did you ever hear that story about I think we maybe I talked about this when Hendrix was on. Uh, I don't know if it's the night show. Oh and, yeah, he talked about Gibbs. And I, I don't know if that was Carson or the guy before him, and it was saying if you know what one guitarist is out there that he mentioned Billy Gibbons, and he and I think that's mentioned in the documentary. And Billy Gibbons like what? What? I mean, yeah, yeah, it, that was pretty cool. Yeah, because he said, uh, "What was the name of that freaking band he was in?" Oh, that he opened for Hendrix moving sidewalks. That, that's when he was talking about. Yeah. That they did some shows opening for Hendrix and that, that's how Hendrix got to hear him. But it, yeah, he, he definitely said it, it. I think it was late sixties when he was on there mm-hmm. talking about that. Gibbons was one of the best guitarists out there. What, yeah. what a compliment. And he's right too. Well, when you see, when you see one, I mean, I'm not a musician, but when you see you have four, four member bands, you know, and you got the rhythm and you got the lead. Yeah. Uh, when you have this kind of music and you only have one guitarist, that says a lot about him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. My number, I guess my number five or six. 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 Six is She's Just Killing Me. It's also the off rhythm. I know I'm saying it wrong. I know. More Return to the Roots, less keyboards. Yeah, but there's a tidbit on this that a lot of people don't know because they probably weren't paying attention to the song when the girl was dancing in the movie. This movie was in <laughs> yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. I I knew I'd heard the song before. Yeah, it's from Dust Till Dawn, and we all know Selma Hayek. 
and that scene with the snake and the yeah and uh yeah and i honestly i was like that was in that movie i had to go back and watch it oh yeah that song was in the movie what they were, they were playing music <laughs> yeah and stuff and but yeah another just back to your roots i mean i like this more than what's up with that because it's just i mean i got i got my some of my friends that are easy top you know aficionados that you know like this stuff they totally discard the 80s like sounds like kiss fans and but they like this <laughs> stuff because it's like oh they're not playing electric drums or i go dude this is a great song it you know, is i mean and the stuff in the 80s was great you know don't be a snob you know but i like this because it's you know they definitely evolved with the 90s i mean they weren't putting out you know sleeping bag you know like they did in or, or uh, sharp dressed man like they did in the 80s yeah but, yeah this is back to the roots and it's it it reminds it just i mean that that's this song would if i i've been to mexico a few times and i won't mention the bar because it's a family-friendly show <laughs> what they call it but yeah this is the kind of music that i could see them playing you know like on a jukebox or you know just you know i i could you could go down especially back in there and seeing them playing this song at a bar you know this it's a good bar song like you know you put it on the jukebox you know and just have a couple beers with your buds or watch women dance you know, hey what yeah it, it works i'll watch them hike dance yeah. this was this was number eight for me okay I, I i did like it though it was heavier it's heavier than than a lot of the stuff you know like you said they were with this album they were going back to their roots and uh yeah one of my notes from dust to dawn and i was like exclamation mark exclamation mark because i was like yeah i did one of some of the lyrics talking about suck my blood and i was like oh is it machine gun kelly and megan fox up here or something i mean really oh no they were they were vampires in the movie it's yeah yeah okay i got you i was like you've seen the movie no just seem to sound yeah yeah but it had just come out the day before i was looking at this about yeah the whole freaky freaky machine gun kelly and megan fox thing but yeah well megan fox can make me a freak but you know there's a restraining order so you know i can't do it so so I, yeah, I liked it, but you know, I just, I had it number eight. Okay. Next one, another recycler. I always thought this and um, double back were kind of sister songs. Cause they're a lot alike to me. I think they kind of got the same good guitar starting out, but it's give it up. It, I think it combined the old with the new. This is when they started. I think they probably saw the writing on the wall around 91 saying, Hey, this, synthesizer yeah. stuff probably gonna work much longer but a lot of people don't like recycler but i think it's a very good album it's a very it's it's a i mean i think you know if you don't like the 80s stuff i think it was definitely a step in the right direction for them if you want to get back to your roots they didn't quite do it because there were still keyboards which i love but yeah give it up and i always get give it up and uh double back mixed up it's like which one was on which one was on back to the future i i like had to go back and they played down here and and I don't know if it's because there's easy top with you got I'm from Texas and it's like George Strait they played the hell out of a lot of George Strait down here and right. it's like I don't know how it is in the rest of the country but I think they were the same with easy top like maybe they don't hear as much George up there or easy top but these two songs besides they were MTV's big hits they played the hell out of them down here and these are two songs that got over got played a lot but I'm, I still love them they're 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 still two of my favorite. I will tell you this. You say that about, it's funny you said that about Double Back in the song. 
because on my notes I had sounds similar to double back. Uh, but I've got this at number seven. Uh, hmm. Like I said, Solo's great. And that's, like I said, that's a, uh, that's pretty much any of these songs. The solo is great. The, the guitar work is great. Catchy chorus, uh, similar to Double Back, but yeah, number number seven for me. Give it up. So we're we're a little bit a little bit a little bit different here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're at number four now. Four. I think, I think we're gonna have a difference on this too. We're gonna have a difference on this. My kind of story oh. of where it, how it, it relates to me. And yeah, how it definitely. To you. <laughs> Because we talked about this on our, um, we talked about this on our, uh, what we like, and we talked about pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And we mentioned this song, and you mentioned Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> you and I'm like, and of course, being from Texas and the world class where Garvin was, where Garvin was when he kind of first started out, he didn't yeah. come out to this song, I don't think. The no, Fantastics, the Fantastics, yeah, did. The Fantastic were, did. Tommy, uh, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton, they would come out. They had the, like the bright vest and they had the tie. And I think they actually uh, sharp dressed man. <laughs> this song, especially uh, my grandmother lived up in Dallas, and my mom worked for Southwest Airlines, so I would fly up on the weekends on a pass because they would have the two hour Von Eric wrestling. They had like world class when it was syndicated, but they had a local channel that played it. Kevin Von Eric was my boy, and you know, and <laughs> never wore shoes. Yeah, and then the uh, Fantastics were there, and they had the little. And I think ZZ Top. There's a story I don't know which podcast I heard it on, but I think that ZZ Top and Frank Beard got some not or Dusty got involved somehow, and I I don't know who it is maybe. They're in the Houston area because Houston was real big in the eighties, but they did they did uh, stuff with the Fantastics and like on commercials for rock radio. Back yeah, then. that's how big wrestling was, especially in Texas. But I had never, I mean, I went and googled it, but I never saw Jimmy Garvin come out to that. He he came out to something else, and it's probably because the Fantastics. But I know he's been with Precious, yeah. but yeah, Sharp Dressed Man, and you talk about the perfect song, in my opinion. They're, the other one, the other singles are great, but this song they have played it to death. Yes, when it kicks in, I love this song. It never gets old for me. It's just, I mean, it's like top coat, top hat. I don't worry because my wallet's fat. Oh my lord, that's some great <laughs> songwriting. How these guys haven't won a Grammy? Yeah, I mean, they probably did. I don't really pay attention to that, but I remember I was like, I tell myself, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to school on Monday, and. Then, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sharp dressed because the chicks will just come for me. Yeah, if it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. So sharp dressed man, I love it. It's I mean we're getting into our early stuff right now. So this is this is number two for me. Wow. And uh, this is you know nostalgia, but it's a great song. I love the song. Uh, Gar, I'll, it's funny you mentioned the Fantastics because when Dusty Hill passed away, I don't know if you follow the surviving member of the Fantastic, which is Bobby Fulton. When Dusty Hill passed away, he he posted about how, you know, how sad it was and all this. He, he also shared a picture of something. They must have worked together because that ZZ Top gave them both the ZZ Top keychains. Yeah, like I remember the, they had commercials down here. It was called Q102. 
it was a big rock station and they had yeah. they had zz top on there with the fantastics but yeah yeah it, yeah i remember that he said it, it was a it was personally given to him from the band and he was you know how sad he was about dusty he'll pass away but uh jimmy garvin i could when i started watching wrestling and this was saturday night i had look we didn't have cable here we had three channels and you had a you had an antenna you had an antenna outside that we didn't have one of those fancy things that you could sit in the house and turn it where it turned the so we had to go outside with a pipe wrench and and have somebody at the window saying yeah so 11 30 at night on a saturday night i'm outside with a pipe wrench turning to try to make it so i could watch wrestling and then you see this guy come out curly black hair and this look this woman coming out spraying spraying hairspray everywhere and it's that song i was like that that's a freaking you know he was a bad guy but i was, I was like that song is pretty good what you think about this too they <laughs> how many of those songs did they use how, how do you think zz top got a dime from that no they didn't get a dime for that because they were you know even wcw back in the early 90s i think i've heard on other podcasts they somebody came in there that was trying to help the company and it was like are y'all paying any licensing fees for this stuff and they were like what's a licensing fee and they're like, oh, you're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. But because there were so many, everybody had a song. You know, the Rock and Roll Express had an electric light orchestra, Rock and Roll Rock and Roll is King. Yeah. And there was actually uh, a guy, he went on to in the WWF, but when he started in in the NWA back then, he was called the Warlord. He came out the War Machine by Kiss. Have you and seen I his like, makeup? No. Have you seen his makeup? I'm surprised he hadn't got a letter from Gene. Well, that, that is the demon yeah. makeup right there. Well, this no, this guy wasn't. This guy didn't wear makeup. This is another guy you're thinking about. Well, the um, Warlord is the one that was in the WWF that has the. Uh, the yeah, he makeup. well he wore That's that. WWF, but when he started out and when he was doing War Machine, he wasn't wearing makeup. He just had the okay the, the reverse mohawk where he had the two things on the side. And he but he was, yeah, he was That's pretty how, awesome. That's how I got into Black Sabbath, because uh, my buddy, Lord yeah, Lord. because I was watching, um, I, I was watching, uh, and I think it's before I even saw them, but I was reading some wrestling magazine, and I think it's when the Freebirds were in the AWA and they were fighting against the yeah. uh, Road Warriors, and he was talking about, you think the, do you think Black Sabbath's Iron Man is good? It ain't got nothing on Backstreet USA, and I was <laughs> or something Skinnered, and I asked my buddy, and I go, hey. You knew Black Sabbath is, of course. You know, I don't. I mean, this, you know, I don't know who Black Sabbath is. And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "There's a song called Iron Man. Is that any good?" Oh my God! ACDC convinced me, but when I heard Iron Man, the the first and only song I ever learned how to play on the guitar because it's so simple. Oh, yeah. and, and and that guy. But hey, I got a question about Jimmy Garvin. What territory was that that he was in that you heard that on? That was in Crockett. He was in the Crockett territory, but in Carolinas. Yeah, in Carolina. They, it was called Mid Atlanta. Then they changed it to Crockett Promotions. And when I started NWA. watching, yeah, yeah, that was the one. Like, that was the one. That, like, they had all these the people that don't know. They had all these territories throughout the. And like, you probably grew up on the Carolinas. I grew up on world class. And yeah. I remember. And, and speaking, of, I know we get off topic here, but there was something. I think it's Bruce Pritchard. Him and uh, who's the guy that? Does the Conrad. With Conrad Conrad Thompson? 
which I am so glad he's with Ric Flair again because he keeps Ric Flair on. He keeps him because Ric Flair's like us. He gets kind of like, yeah, hey, I can all these stories. Yeah. But there's a story they were talking about how uh, Frank and the ZZ Top broke up and they didn't talk for many years, but they were friends with Houston. Houston was had a very big territory in the 70s and 80s too. San Antonio had, you know, Tully Blanchard's dad. You know, yeah, it, Texas Blanchard. was a very big, and, and it, wrestling will never have that again. The territories, that is the no. greatest era ever. Because you would see a Ric Flair go to Houston. You would see him go to Mid-South. You would see him. I mean, you had a champion traveling there. And it's just, they said something that that's where Frank and I think it's where Frank and Dusty started. Um, or Billy and Dusty and Frank started talking again. They were wrestling because they love wrestling so much. And I, I think it was Bruce Pritchard was talking about it, was saying, because I think he worked for Houston for a while. And he says, well, we kind of helped ZZ Top get back together because that was early 80s before, you know, Eliminator came out and stuff. So I always thought it was yeah. interesting. But wrestling, I used to love the Von Erics, but I always liked the Gino Hernandez's, the flamboyant. And I remember when I saw, on, I was up in Dallas one Saturday night and they had this two-hour show, which, you know, in the 80s was great because you didn't have internet. And they had this guy out there, this more great hair, these great robes and women all around him. I was like, who's that dude? I like that dude. It was Ric Flair. Totally game changer. I went from the Von Erics to, to Horseman. I mean, I overnight. <laughs> so you, in a sense, the Carolinas kind of, that's what kind of killed Texas wrestling is when they pulled out of the NWA and they tried to run their own way of doing stuff. And it, I mean, the last good thing that came out of world uh, Texas was Austin, but that's another podcast, yeah. but yeah, Ric Flair. He, I mean, that, that, to me the goat and you know and you're you're talking to somebody who one of them my second favorites from san antonio but rick flair's a goat but that's a wrestling podcast we got to do sometime yeah we'll do that we'll definitely do that but uh where are we at now what number, number three number three okay this ought to make the diehards okay the top three i know that one of them will make the diehards upset but i think two of my picks will kind of kind of say yeah and this song here it's it, it's got a meaning to me because i used to work in payroll and everybody's favorite day is payday except if we oh, work yeah. in payroll because nobody ever comes up to you hey man thanks for getting my check right no you messed up my check that's what you hear <laughs> but that intro dunda i mean it's just like just got paid today you know that's from real grand mud that's like their first i guess hit album that's like number i think number two for them um, it's not a single. It should be, but they played it on rock radio like it was. It, this goes along with Tush. This is a song that's probably way overplayed, yeah. along with like you know, I don't know if you've heard Tube Scoot Boogie or like, um, Francine. You know, some of that early stuff. That this song is just just it's got a symbol to me. Like, hey man, just got a pocket full of change. You know, it's like when you're. You mean you're working your butt off, but hey, man, you got some change. Go out with your chick. Go get you a beer. Go get you several beers. Maybe some wild turkey. Yeah. You know, and that's another story. But just got paid. That I had to put that in my top three because it only didn't wasn't higher because of the of the tube above it. But I just you know I'd always sing this song on payday. You know, it's kind of like, well, it's payday. I got to work, but at least I can drink after this horrible day when I have to deal with the customers. <laughs> and I've got it. I've got it at number four. And just okay. like you said, this is a typical, typical, just like you said, 
you know, simple to the point. People can relate to this song. I just got paid. What they're going to do. And, it, and I mean, I think that's what ZZ Top, ZZ Top with, with a lot of these lyrics that they do, they're simple. I mean, they're, and if people can relate to me, you know, when I listen to the lyrics of some, some songs, I'm like, you know, this is so simple, but they, you know, and, but it's so freaking great that, you know, why, why had somebody come up with this, but just writing about getting paid, going out, drink, like you said, going out, drinking beers. Uh, like I said, the guitar work, it's great on this. And number, number four for me. And I, and I had, I had some songs ahead of it just because, and I've never heard the song before. Really? So that's, you know, no, oh, I've never Lord. heard just got paid before. So it wasn't yeah. a single. Well, so I can see why but it, it's an album. It's a rock. It's an album track. They played the hell. Then again, I don't different worlds. I, they may play them more down here in Texas, but you, um, you don't hear, I mean, back when we had these, these radio stations that weren't so cookie cutter, uh, you you'd hear i mean some of this stuff i've heard like i've tush i've heard a bunch of times um what's up with that i'd heard before but a lot of these easy top songs pretty much uh the old ones are like give me all your loving uh sharp dressed man from from that era that's in tush is what you hear on the radio i could have picked a lot more from eliminator but I, to me, Sharp Dressed Man is my favorite out of all of those. That's how I kind of did it. And, you, you know, we don't have, and we don't, and I could, I started like, I started on this list and I had like about 50. So yeah. I, at work and I played it well. I don't like, you know, we talked about Elton John coming up. Yeah. That's, that's tough for me. Travis Tritt, oh. I, I was kind of surprised I knew 10 songs, you know, but you know what? I love all 10 of them, but that's another. Okay. Just got paid. This is the kind of song also to kind of close it out is a, a song that somebody likes Johnny Cash. Or yeah, some, that kind of that. That kind of rebel music. I, that. To. I think that was ZZ Top's biggest appeal is they, they I mean, they did, they appealed to the country, country artists as well, especially with the blues stuff. Cause a lot of that old, uh, old country stuff with, you know, George Jones. I mean, it, it's got its roots in the blues, uh, kind of like sad songs that I, I can see, you know, a guy listening to walk the line then listen to just got paid. All right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Number two. And I know that this will people that are like diehards will just like roll their eyes like, oh, my God, he got this one wrong. But this is probably my favorite. This is my favorite Billy Gibbons vocal off off ever because it's just so it, it starts out fast and it just his voice draws you in. And I don't know if it was auto tune if they had that back then or whatever. But when I think of a, how Billy Gibbons sings, this is the song I think of. And I had to make sure it was Billy Gibbons because I sometimes can't tell them apart. Like in my number one, they go back and forth. I'm like, is that Billy or Frank? Or not Frank. I keep saying Frank. Billy or uh, Dusty. But this one, I had to Google it. And I knew I was right. But this is off Afterburner. This is the second single off Afterburner. It's Billy Gibbons and it's called Stages. And I found out, and yeah. and you look at and you look That's at Afterburner. It was after Eliminator. I was a little bit older. I knew who ZZ Top was. I don't say I've kind of grown out of wrestling, but I kind of grew more into more rock. I was already into like the ACDC and the kind of the heavier stuff. And I love Afterburner because it's heavy. Got the keyboards, 
but there's a um there's a one another song on there called velcro fly that's on afterburner yeah I think it's on afterburner <laughs> yeah that is the most different it is zz top ever because it's almost like a it's almost like a techno song i guess but this is this is again people saying they why well, they hated it's ZZ top because it, they weren't not, who they yeah. were and then also okay this is a number two single after sleeping bag which is another one of my favorites but sleeping bag was a big hit it was like number eight which i and that's yeah. another vocal i like too but i i, I and it's between you know sleeping bag and stages it's stages because i just stages is my favorite but this is has to be my probably my favorite uh billy gibbons i mean and i know it's blasphemy when you know people say oh my god you know it, when you when you have all these other like you know songs and this is what you pick but this this is like something I can see them playing on Miami Vice where they're out chasing somebody because it's so fast and it's just got that almost Miami Vice kind of, you know, feel that just that glitzy 80s, which I, I, of course, you know, I love, you know. I don't know if this could be on Asylum, you know, but, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> it, it's in that same kind of era, you know, that, you know, that just, I just love this song. I just, I can never hear this song enough. I, I love this song. Stages. Out of this list was my number one. Wow. Uh, that, that was that was the ZZ top that that I started listening to with Sleeping Back. When Sleeping Back come out, I was like, okay, these aren't the same guys I saw on, you know, Give Me All Your Loving or Short Dress Man. Uh, but you know, it's pretty cool, you know, and I'll tell you what, that that album. Uh, was not bad to me. I, I liked a lot on that. Uh, the sleep, sleeping bag, and then when stages came out, and of course, they kind of gave in to the era. Everybody did a ballad, and they did Rough Boy. Uh, I didn't mind Rough Boy. I, I oh. really didn't mind Rough Boy. I, I kind of liked it, but uh, stages that for me. That would have been in my top ten. Like if said, not the for whole, fatigue, fatigue for me. Rough Boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some it's fatigue like, to Rough Boy. Now, let me ask you a question. But you like the Eliminator, right? Do you know Eliminator? Yeah, I like well? Eliminator. Because one of my one of my songs off Eliminator was "Can't Stop Rockin'." That's another uh, Dusty Hill vocal. Yes, that is a yes. kick butt tune. It, it is. You know, it, it's and I mean, you know, it fit the song, the title fits because yes. it is a rocking tune too. But yeah, stages for me was my number one. Um, okay, that's cool. and I guess. It's just the way I, because that's when I got into ZZ Top a little bit. I wasn't, I was never a diehard ZZ Top fan, like, oh yeah, ZZ Top's on. But when it came on, when like stages came on, I was like, okay, this is cool. And uh, can I ask you, can I ask you a question going into yeah, my number one? Stages for me is my number one. I asked you a question about my number one, but you already know what it is. Had you ever heard my number one before? No. Really? I hadn't. Never. I didn't think so. Yeah, because never this heard is off, this is off. I want to butcher my Spanish here. My Rosetta Stone class I'm taking right now is going to be horrified. Tres Hombres, <laughs> which is widely considered ZZ Top's greatest album, and mostly evolved. If you open the gatefold, it's got. I have to send you a picture of it. It's got the best looking Mexican plate with nachos and tacos and some beer. I mean that they should have won a Grammy <laughs> just for the artwork. You talk about the Alive 2 gatefold. This is right behind it, if you like food. 
Beer drinkers. Like yeah. <laughs> beer drinkers and Hellraisers. If I'm not mistaken, I think Motorhead covers this, which I love. I like Motorhead too. Van Halen covered it. Did they? Hey, uh, well, they did a lot. I of, don't think it was uh, any official release, but they did cover it. So, beer drinkers and Hellraisers. This is one that goes back between Billy and, and Dusty. And, you know, I'll be there with my can of dinner. I mean, beer drinkers and Hellraisers. And I was telling uh, Stevie that, you know, I used to, it says, I used to be both these things. Now I'm only one. Now I'm just a beer drinker because my Hellraising days are behind me. Not that <laughs> I ever got arrested or nothing. But this is another bar song. And that, yeah. that I know that my friends that like ZZ Top are going to be proud of me for this is because, oh, that's ZZ Top. Chris Ombres, I mean, I have to send you a picture of it. It's probably my next to, it's probably my old school favorite. Um, I don't have the names written out in front of me, but it's, 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 it's my second album after Afterburner. And uh, some people go, oh my God, you put those together? Blasphemy. But yeah, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, I love the back and forth. And I just, you know, I, oh yeah, it's just, it's just a great, that was my song. That was what, uh, that was what I said, the back and forth. That was my number five. Bye. And uh, yeah, the back row, the intro. I love the intro. Love the intro and the guitar. Like we said, the the there's so many songs that the guitar is such a driving force in, in these in in all these easy top songs. But do a little fact check on beer drinkers and hell raiders. Uh, Billy Gibbons said he he it was a on the way to a gig in Phoenix. They were driving through a West Texas windstorm. The band was waiting to discover a place with some safe ground to cover when the late night lights of a roadside joint appeared. It was just across the line outside El Paso in New Mexico. They ducked in real quick and came face to face with our kind of folks, those soulful souls seeking solace, not only out of the dust and sand, but out of mind. What chance does one get better than that? We joined the gathering and started scribbling. So that's how that came about. But yeah. You talked about Motorhead, and and I don't, I don't ever remember a official release from Van Halen. They must have played it live, but uh, doing a lot of research, there's a lot of different places that said Van Halen had covered it, so it must have been a concert. But, yeah, that's my number five. And, and you know, like I said, the intro, when it when it kicked in, I was like, oh, this is freaking good. Uh, but, yeah, you know, and, and this, is what, this is what I like about what we do here because – I'm looking at these songs. Let's see. Just got paid. Beer drinkers and hell raisers. And it's only love. I'd never heard before. And I, I get to hear anytime I get to hear music that I don't I haven't heard before, I'm always looking for something like that. And uh that's what I like about like about this. But beer drinkers and hell raisers was number five for me. <laughs> There's a, I got to mention one honorable mention that I think got the most hate. You talk about Velcro Fry, Fly getting had, but when they covered Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. And that was a fun video. You talk about backlash from the diehards. Like that's the worst thing they ever did. I loved it. They got the, y'all want me to come with you? They got the Elvis in there. They got the, and, yeah. and I had never been to Vegas, but when I saw that video and the girls and the lights, I go, that's what Vegas, that's the kind of Vegas I want to go to. And it pretty so much is. It's a bunch me. of lights that never shut off. 
So you, you mean to tell me there's not only Kiss Tars, but there's ZZ Top Tars too? Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, there's, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, I got friends of mine that are like, you know, I mean, they're like that with Kiss, so Kiss was never, that's not Kiss after 79. I'm like, well, I got news for you, there's a lot of us that it ain't Kiss before 1986. I mean, we still <laughs> like them, but you know. And I've, I've never been Las, that way. Viva Las Vegas. If you ever seen the video, I mean, I love, we both love Elvis. Yeah. You know, and Viva Las Vegas and Margaret smoke show. And uh, I had to put Ann Margaret in there. She had nothing to do with ZZ Top, but I think Ann Margaret, I think Hottie. Ann Margaret, <laughs> right? With Ann Margaret, right? In that movie? Yeah. Okay. So I've seen ZZ Top twice. I saw them in 91, 91. And I saw them about five years ago. They were opened up for Guns N' Roses. And I had so many opportunities to see, excuse my eye, to see uh, ZZ Top, because they would play here a lot. They play, they wouldn't play the state, but they'd play a lot. They would play like theaters and stuff. But I, I kind of lost, I didn't, there's so much going on. Yeah. But they opened up for Guns N' Roses. And my buddy of mine from high school was like, hey, you're going to go to Guns N' Roses? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan. I'm, I'll, Duff McKagan's my boy. I, I like his solo stuff and I think Slash is cool. But I had bought some Metallica tickets at the same place and I got pretty good seats. I spent a little money on them because Metallica's, you know, my number, what, three? And they offered me the same tickets. I don't think it sold very well because they haven't played San Antonio since. And it was around and they, and they, the same tickets, but it was so bad they moved us down even further. So we had oh, about wow. $300 tickets. We had $300 tickets for the show. Guns N' Roses was great, but ZZ Top was a night for me. Because I was like, you know, and they came out, they did a little thing. And I think they came out and they jammed Wichita Lineman. It's right after Glenn Campbell died. And of course, you're in Texas, you got to play some Glenn Campbell, you know, especially when you're in Houston, you got ZZ Top. But yeah, Guns N' Roses impressed me. They were they were good. I, I'd seen them with Metallica back in the day. And Axel was pulling his stuff, and so I, I, yeah. I love music, but I'm not a big G and uh, Guns N' Roses isn't my big thing. But I mean, I was there to, I mean, my buddy go, Hey, I got these tickets, and they they pretty much they were I paid about a hundred dollars, 150 for Metallica, but the they moved us down because they weren't selling for Guns N' Roses, they were like about $300 tickets. I seen them online, and they gave me to them like for 150. It's like, okay, and ZZ Top's playing, but I mean, a lot of people were in ZZ Top that night, so it was. I mean, yeah, that's the last time, and it's kind of I wish I could have seen him like again, but I got to see him, and I kind of wish I seen him more. Kind of like I never got to see Tom Petty or yeah. Prince, but that's like one like, I mean, it's like we got to enjoy our guys while we got them, man, and that's that's why I went to Kiss three times. Yeah, they may not be what they were, but hey, they're but, still my band. So, yeah, now you know, of course, Dusty Hill passed away two thousand twenty one. They've moved on with his base. Guitar tech, yeah, Edward Francis. That was, and a lot of people were like, "Well, he shouldn't have went on," but that was Dusty Hill's wishes. He told mm -hmm. he told the other two guys, "Man, you know, that's who you need to go on with." You know, when he got sick, he told them, "Let Elwood go on and and, and keep on going." And so that's what kills hey, me about a lot of these fans too. That they're you saying, think you think Peter said the same thing in '96 when they had to put his <laughs> his drum tech there? Hey, man. I don't want to play this show. Get, get, get that guy to go sit in. You think Peter had the same kind of thing that Dusty Hill did? <laughs> you bring that up. Kidding. Kidding. You bring that up. And 
it brings back it, it brings back a lot of memories for me because I don't know if you were on America Online back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And you the kids they had they had like a a kiss chat room on America Online. And that's where everybody would go, you know, and and all of a sudden every night you would be in there and, and you start and people would start talking back and forth about well then it comes up one night we're in there and they're talking about it's all you know. People are already say it's already over. Reunion tour is going to be over. Peter is playing tonight. They, he's and you know how people jump to conclusions. They've kicked him out of the band and all this stuff. And I'm like, really? And and when they're sitting there, there's so much misinformation coming back and forth about it. And you know, he's on drugs again. Well, some of them were saying that. Well, a lot of people they talk about the reunion tour. I think they were good. According to Paul's book, they were all they were all cool. And they were all cool in the reunion. It's like when they got back together, it's like, well, we met a lot of men in the reunion. Let's kind of up it up, you know. And oh, yeah. And what did what did Ace say? Oh, I just want to make more than Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was just the fact that and and then it would come up one night when Ace, Ace fell one night and they were just harping on that about that concert. Ace fell, he's back drinking again, he's high and all this stuff. And I which part he probably was, but you know, you it's, see it's that pretty, on the on yeah. the second coming video when he failed i didn't do the i didn't do the kiss i didn't do the you kiss know, people rooms. people just look too much into stuff of them sometimes i didn't do the kiss chat rooms i did the wrestling chat rooms when you talk about you know call them kts or whatever mm -hmm. but man they're even worse than wrestling would you have you seen that uh before we go that jim Cornette thing where that kid i just want y'all to say i appreciate what y'all do with your bodies it's still running me damn it i mean that is like you talk about that it's dude's probably still a kiss real fan. to me. Yeah, that dude's that dude's definitely a kiss fan, you know. You know. Oh god, I like to die. Can you imagine what can you imagine what Cornette's thinking? Because Cornette was the one up there on the, on the panel. Can you imagine what Cornette's thinking when he sees that guy break down crying though? I don't know. I think Cornette would be I, I don't know. I think Cornette would be pretty cool with it because I think he calls out more of the people that are BSing. In the action, I don't think he'd have a problem with it. I, I gotta defend my, my boy Jim. You know, maybe we can get him on the podcast. Hey, man, talk about the Fantastics Ooh, and ZZ Top. <laughs> I would have so many questions for Cornette. Oh yeah, but his podcasts are like three so or four hours, three hours. So you know, think yes. ours are long. And it's it's a lot of stuff up there that he talks about, and he he doesn't hold anything back either. But he should. Uh, He's just right. So man, freedom yeah. of speech. Oh, it's nothing wrong with it. Um, so we've done our ZZ Top. And what we'll do now, we'll put our list up and see what people people think. And we'll see what their list is. We'll we'll get some ZZ Top fans. I know there's some ZZ Top fans out there. You, of course, you got friends. We'll, there's a couple right my there. Dogs are ZZ right there. Top fans. <laughs> the apparently, my dogs through. are ZZ Top fans. The stages they're going through. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we'll put it up on Twitter and on Facebook on on the, on the fly. Then we'll Instagram. see what you guys think. Yeah, Instagram too. We're we're trying to establish a better Instagram presence. How about that? We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stevie, those those but, bikini shots of you just didn't come out right, so we're gonna have to reshoot them. So I, I sent you that you know <laughs> meeting request, but we're gonna have to do that in private. Right. So, or we could do it live, you know. <laughs> the uh. Before we go, uh, I said I was going to talk about this 
tonight. And we talked a little bit about it earlier, but just to reinforce what I said earlier, we are not just a 80s music or 80s hair band or metal podcast. We are music, movies, entertainment. And I mean, when I say music, that means whatever we like. That means Rod Stewart. It could be Debbie Gibson. It could be Kiss. And it probably will be all of these, uh, you know. We've made we we've even talked about putting some rap in here, some '80s rap in here. So get ready. And if you have any suggestions, if you have anything you think we should listen to, let us know. Email us. I mean, we're real approachable on Facebook. All you got to do is is just message us on Facebook, and we'll we'll look at it. We'll we'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. I know, and I'm sure Warden will too. But one song that. You know, we talked about new country earlier, and we would, you know, I'm, I haven't got had much dealing with new country, and my my daughter has a lot of guys she likes, a lot of people she likes, and usually when we're on a trip somewhere, when I drive somewhere, she's got control of her her iPhone and she's listening to her song. There was one song she was playing, and she's played it a few on a few trips, but. I sat there really listening to it and I was like, okay, yesterday on the way there, I let her have it on the way there. I had it on the way back, but it's called Flower Shops. And uh, Morgan Waller and this guy named Ernest. And that's all I can get out of it. His name is Ernest. But it's so, like I said earlier about just got paid. It's so simple that. ZZ Top wrote, okay, that's right about us getting paid and what we're going to do after we get paid. This guy writes a song about how he screwed up a relationship over and over again, and he's talking to the guy at the flower shop. It's going to take every bit of all your flowers for for me to uh, make it right. I mean, there's one line about, about about roses. If you cut off the thorns, she can't take any more. So I mean, but it's so great. I, I mean, it's one that's got a catchy too. And listening to the the earnest guy talking about how he wrote the song of all people, and I didn't tell you this earlier either when we texted back and forth. The golfer, John Daly. I don't know if you know you've seen John Daly before. I'm Is that sure. the dude that smokes and, and he, drinks? Is he like the Sandman? Yeah. Or- the Sandman of golf. Remember the Sandman from ECW? Got the cigarette yeah. in the hand. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of that guy. I know he is. Yeah, yeah. He he actually sent him an email of some. It was a song he had worked on, and I didn't know John Daly was doing country music, but it was a song he had wrote, and he kept listening to it. He said, "I kept listening to it, listening." To it, and I can't remember what he said the name was, but he was like, "You know, the flower thing." It was something about flowers. He said, with flowers, thing, we can go there. So he said, then I just, he said, we were on the way somewhere, and I rolled up a, a joint and listened to George Jones. And uh, when he said, when I listened to George Jones, it came to me, you know, about a flower shop. And I'm sure that's my daughter commenting right now. It says Facebook user, but I'm sure – that my uh, let me look at this because as much as she loves this song and as much as I've listened to it, it's finally grown on me, Mallory. You'll you'll love that that you you had an influence on me. 
Uh, hold on. Let me, so this let me song, make sure this the, is her. Kind of the meaning of this song is kind of like kind of him trying to fix something he messed up or his life's not that great or something like that, right? Is that what you kind of say? Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to fix a relationship. Yeah. And he's, you know he's, got a, he's definitely got a drinking problem. You know what it kind of reminds me of, and you may not agree with this. You talk George Jones, I'm talking George Strait. He's got a song called I Hate Everything. Yeah. I hate my job. And yeah. it makes the guy think of how lucky he is. And like, I kind of see it that way. Kind of like, you kind of got to take a step back and look at your life. And I kind of, I hear trying to make up with that. I, I kind of, I mean, most country songs are about, you know, messing something up or cheating yeah. or oh, yeah. know, something like that. But yeah, I, I can kind of see that like, well, maybe that's not so bad after all, you know, maybe it's not as good as I had it before. So. Yeah. Mallory has had, that is my daughter Mallory's uh, comments up here. <laughs> Ernest and Morgan Wallen are my faves. Duh. And this is her other one. Great song. LOL. So she knows that she was the one that got me to listen to it. And she looking, you win on that one. So, uh, which I think I've got you to listen to a lot more than you've got me to listen to anyway. Um, I did that. I did that for my parents. I tried to, I mean, I, I tried to tell my dad there's more to music than just Don Williams and Roger Miller. And my mom well, was pretty open with it. But when I brought home Master of Puppets, she was like, oh, you may have gone kind of on the deep end then. <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> See, my mom, my mom was, uh, you know, she would listen to kids. She liked Peter Chris. She loved Peter Chris. I mean, she's Beth. Beth Not Rod out, Stewart. She, not Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, but not Rod Stewart. That Rod Stewart guy, he's, you know, but yet, yet you had the album for some reason. I think that was my dad. Or my dad was into like, my dad was in the Air Force for a little while and he was stationed in California. My mom moved out there with him for a little while before we were born. And he was big into like Jan and Dean. He was the, the, the whole, not beach music, but surfer music. I guess that's what you call it. Jan and Dean was one. I remember... He had the Dead Man's Curve album. I don't know if you have heard of that, but yeah, I saw the movie. I watched the movie one time when I was a kid. It is totally, I mean, such a sad story. Yeah, is it a true yeah. story? I I don't know. I never heard of Janet. Yeah, it's I true. Thought, it's I true. thought they were the Beach Boys because all that wow 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 sounds the same to me. I mean, yeah, sound except for right, Kokomo. But, yeah, Kokomo is one of the greatest songs ever written. I've now I could do some Beach Boys. We could do a Beach Boys episode. You're gonna I, have to. I, you're you're gonna have to learn me on that one, bro. See, Kokomo that could be another top 10 there. Kokomo and Wouldn't It Be Nice are about the only two songs, and I know Beach Boys stuff. I'm not a Beach Boys fan. I am not a Beach Boys fan. I like the, I saw that too after your Debbie Gibson video with Blair and Kokomo, and it got Stamos on the back, and it's got Elizabeth Shue and Cocktail right Stamos. after she did like Karate Kid and stuff. Man, that, that's, that's one of my, that's one of my Elizabeth Shue. But I gotta, Beach I gotta kind of, yeah. Beach Boys is a good one. I wanna, I wanna talk about a band that I put on my uh, our all things rock, hard rock, and metal. Uh, I heard this on Decibel Be uh, Geek podcast, and it was Chris. I'm not gonna say his last name because I, I butcher it. But there's they're out of Nashville. They're they're from Nashville, and they played this band that I really got into. They're a heavy band, and if you get a chance to look them up and like. Um, Apple Music or stuff. I post, like I said, I posted on the page. They're called Lydia's Castle, and I don't know, Stevie, if you're kind of into this. I, I dig it. I, I like that heavy. 
they're like almost Evan Incense. Ev, what's that? Ev, how do you say that word? Evan Evan but it's oh, like God. rocking. It's it's it kind of a little bit. I was never an Evan Essence fan. I like I like this because it's like she's more kind of motorheadish, more yeah. the heavier stuff. That's that's what I like. Let me tell you, bud, Amy Lee from Evanescence, one of the best voices in my oh, I believe opinion it. I believe in it. music. I believe it. I mean, when she sang My Immortal, that was yeah, my immortal is is one of my I'm gonna say just, my all-time I, favorite songs, but I never really got into them. I, I never really got into them. I think that kind of last band that newer that I listened to is how long it's been is when like Stain came out. And who was that guy that yeah, who was I, who was who was no Stain was great. That first album was awesome. Aaron Lewis. Uh no, there was a guy, he died, he died like he was Chris Cornell was like his idol and he mooned him. And I think he he killed himself a late. I I forget what their first album was great, but it, they went pop. But and one step, I mean, I, I don't know the name of him, and but he he recently uh he had that bout of depression, but that was probably the last kind of new band that I listened to, yeah. Because when streaming took over, I I kind of was guilty of not listening to stuff, so I'm really trying to learn. But if you like the kind of the harder edge with a female singer, Lydia's Castle, and I don't know if they're they're out of Nashville, I believe, and I don't know if they're um signed or not, but kind of on the rock side of the countryside. I love it. They got a few songs on Apple music, but I mean, if they got an album coming, I'll buy it. Cause I want to support, you know, I want to support bands. And I, that's my, your, yours is to listen to more music. Mine is actually, yep. I just buy them on Apple music, but to actually buy the album. <laughs> yeah. Cause they get paid. Cause you support. Yeah. The that would be nice for these guys. And we want to try to, we want to try to support new music out here. And any of you guys that, that have some new music that won't, Want to get it? I don't know how much attention we would get you, but we we would love to have you on and talk about it. But all right, I'm I'm throwing it out. I don't know if Mallory's still watching, but she's she's definitely commenting tonight. Uh, who her? Uh, she said Ernest and Morgan Wallen in her face. Who is somebody besides those two guys that you think we should listen to in New Country? And I'm gonna wait for her response while while we're up there. But uh, I'm sure she'll be like. She's in there right now, like, I can't believe he asked me this. But uh you know, that's something we we want to put up on this. Yeah, we're still live. Who is it? Did you hear me? I think that's her. We want to know who you think we should listen to in New Country. That who who you said besides Morgan Waller. And I think I know what the answer is going to be already. And I've already tried to listen to. Uh, oh, we had another comment from Henry Ford, a guy that I graduated with. He's he like sharp dressed man and legs. But uh, let's see. Was that Mallory? I'm going to pull up my stuff now. But anyway, um, so next week, have you froze up on me here? There you no. are. Okay. I thought, I didn't know if you fell asleep on me. I was trying to, I was trying to see if we were still live on Facebook, but every time I try to look at the comments, it starts playing it back. So I was like, oh no, I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've actually got a couple of, couple of people in here looking right now. Um, yeah. Whatever suggestions you want to bring up, it doesn't, 
I know we got some stuff on like we, we one thing we haven't done. Line. We talked about doing. We haven't we haven't done yet. We talked about doing was something kiss related. Yes, and I think what we should do, and you t- talked about this earlier, well, early in the week was <laughs> refresh my do. memory. It's not what it used to be. <laughs> If it's good, tell me. If it's not, just forget it, I said it. <laughs> we should do a top ten, a top ten ace, ace yeah, uh, episode. Celebrate and, his birthday. But here's the thing: his birthday was this past week, 70, 71 years old. Here's the thing: Do you want to do just kiss, or do you want to do the solo stuff like with Freely's comment and stuff like that too? I think it should encompass everything. Everything Ace, solo, eighties, seventies. I mean, and and too bad we can't get a hold of any of that stuff that he released in Jindale. But you know, I guess whatever he released here, let's let's do it. <laughs> Is that how you say it, Jindale? We Is can that... include the the guy, Jindale. Yeah, that's it. Because there's some stuff. Henry I mean... Henry asked. Henry asked who we listen to in new country music. I, I, I really couldn't tell you. I, we were asking uh, my daughter about that, but there was we were talking about Morgan Wallen and this guy named Ernest that sang a song called Flower Shop. That's a really good song, Henry, if you want to check that one out. I it, like I, um, It's got a catchy tune. New country, I have to say Luke Combs. Yeah, um, Luke Combs. A friend of mine turned him on. He's a, you know, he's a, I heard he's a big cowboy fan, so I like him already. He obviously drinks a little much like I do, so you know to, to know the pain. But I heard I, he played he um, he sang the song, I guess uh, national anthem or something at the Cowboys game, which we lost on right. Thanksgiving, I think. And I went back and listened to him and stuff. He's pretty good. He's he's kind of he's big now. I know that, but he um, I would if you kind of like that Toby Keith, that kind of was it bro yeah. country, I guess you know. But I, I don't really listen to a lot of new stuff. I try to listen to it on Apple because they have artists and stuff. But, like, I mean, that would probably be the one I would recommend. I I, I dig Luke Combs. Yeah. And, I, I, and I'm trying to listen to more. So it's, but there's so much out there. I mean, country music's huge. I mean, yeah, you're you're here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, it's like kind of like The Rock used to be. I mean, it, country's king. I mean, it, next under hip-hop, I think, is um, – isn't it the second after hip hop? I believe. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a strategist or what's that word? A Sunny Sunny Pooney messaged me earlier. We were we were talking about country music earlier. Sunny Hollywood Pooney, and he was ta- he he mentioned Brett Young. In case you didn't know, it was a good song. I'm not going to say Brett exactly Young. what he said about about that song, but yeah, what what will happen if you listen to that song? But um, I think yeah, I think it would be I think it would be good to do like a Twitter poll or like a Twitter like give them. 10 lists of like maybe new country that me neither one of us are familiar with. Right. And we, and we do that maybe and discuss that. Like we could have the feedback on Twitter saying, Oh, this is what we thought of this song or whatever. Is that this is an idea. Not a bad mm-hmm. idea. I think we need to do yeah, ACE though. And I Henry think Henry's throwing, Henry's throwing shade at you right now. Henry, my buddy, he's a, he's a Broncos fan. And he said, Oh no, no, no. Randy <laughs> Gregory. No, no, no. It's bad enough <laughs> that Marcus Ware left us and won a ring with the Broncos. Yeah. Is it Randy Gregory lost? We lost a couple guys. I'm yeah, still, Randy Gregory. I'm, I'm still Randy pissed Gregory about went. I'm still pissed about Amari Cooper. Who is 
and they said the Cowboys may draft a wide receiver today. And it's like, oh no, why are we doing this? It's like Groundhog Day all over again. We need yeah. to do the sadness of a Cowboy fan. 96, man. That, that you talk about a sad episode. But that's that's it. I somebody still just suggested, my team. Somebody just suggested a band called Drive By Truckers. I like the name. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. I'm looking. I have to look on my phone, on on the chat and on the phone to see who you are because it's just coming up here. Oh, Henry's the one that said it. Drive by truckers, because it's it just shows you up here. If you don't click, like yeah. a little, I guess on on Streamyard. If you don't click and give them permission, you, you yeah, use your name. They just call you Facebook user. So um, that's what I'm saying. Facebook user. And I'm, I've been Henry's called words. Said drive by truckers, question mark, question mark. I'll put drive by truckers. Drive by truckers. I have to listen to that. That's a new one. I've never heard of them. So yeah, that was his, his quote there. Drive by truckers. Boy, if you look at the, and I'll just start this up here. If you look at the, if you look, eh. (laughs) <laughs> what we lost to the Broncos. Didn't we beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl back in the day? I did we lose no, back in the 70s. Steelers. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah you did. Yeah, yeah and after y'all lost to the Pittsburgh, after y'all lost to the Steelers one of those years. <laughs> well, it wasn't, yeah, we couldn't beat the Steelers, but we could beat the Broncos, evidently. You but, beat the Broncos, no, and who was the other one? Other, who was the other team y'all beat? Was it the Dolphins? Yeah, I think it was the year I was born, seventy-two. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and I and I know the last three, the the Bills were twice in the Steelers. So it's like, yeah, and that's being a Cowboy fan, and I see these documentaries on Jim Kelly and how good of a guy he was. It's like, man, I feel bad, but not really. You know, <laughs> well, I wouldn't feel bad. No, I know. Same thing to you. Oh, I know. You know, it's funny by now, I kind of say this. I'm a big Spurs fan. And, you know, Timmy's gone. uh, Ginobili and Parker are gone. And so I was watching, and and I used to detest Mark Cuban. But I watched him on Shark Tank. I actually like him on Shark Tank. I hate him as an owner. And I was watching, I I guess the Mavericks are doing this. Are they still alive in the playoffs? That's how much I pay attention. But I saw Troy Aikman there, and I was like, well, if my favorite cowboy of all time can cheer i guess i can cheer. i can be a mavericks fan are they winning like hey now i can cheer for a winner and maybe there, there's a there's one winner in dallas maybe i can go for the I can go for the mavericks <laughs> <laughs> hold on i got to see something here the saints of course the nfl draft's going on right now and the saints have traded up and i'm wondering if they're going to get a quarterback here I'm wondering, you know, because we've been talking about it all week. If you didn't watch my mock draft that I did what with my buddy Gareth Hodges, what pick is we've it? been talking about? Uh, Pittsburgh will probably get Malik Willis, but this may throw a monkey wrench. And I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about the quarterback in this draft, but we'll what see. What pick is it? Are they are they already picking stuff? But they're on number eleven now. They traded up to number eleven, so there's got to be a. Somebody they're trying to jump ahead of, but Pittsburgh doesn't pick to the twentieth. So, don't the uh, Eagles have like Pittsburgh three picks in the first? Don't the Eagles have like pick three picks in the first round? They have two. They, have they two. traded one away, they're right? They had three. 
there's eight teams with two picks in the first round now. So I don't know what. Come on, Goodell. I can't stand Goodell. Tony Gonzalez. Come on. Once they do this pick, we'll we'll get back to it. I just want to see if Jimmy G. Henry has actually got his name on here now. Good job, Henry. You figured that out. We can tell with Henry. We can tell Henry's comment. I'll actually put you up here now, Henry. Jimmy G, what the heck? Jimmy G is not somebody that you want to be a who's that guy? Just make the pick. Why they got a Chiefs guy, an ex-Chief guy making this pick? It's for the Saints. He didn't ever play for the Saints. Oh, come on. Anyway, they're going to drag this out forever. I'll find out in a few seconds. So next week, you want to try the top 10 ace? Let's do it. Let's make it the whole catalog. It can be Kiss. It can be... Because that's ace. Anything he had a hand in. So I guess... I, I guess it'll have to be something like if it's in Kiss, he had to sing it. So that makes sense. Solo, yeah, so I, it would have to be that. a Tony thing. And on the solos, we can't just have. Oh, they traded up for a wide receiver, Chris Olave. Good. That means we will be one less. These people cheering. There'll be one less wide receiver we'll here. get to choose from since we seem to ha- get rid of those that are perfectly fine. Hold on a second. Now, me and Henry are going to start getting into this. Henry's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback for the 49ers. It's better than unproven college players. I'd rather have a college player with an upside than than a washed-up quarterback that gets too much credit for taking his team to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game because his defense was great both years. And his running game was was that carried the team to the Super Bowl, and he can't stay healthy. Anything else you want me to add? So I mean, Jimmy G. Garoppolo. There's a reason why he hasn't been traded yet. He's he's hurt. Take him to well, Denver. You let him be Russell say, Wilson's backup. <laughs> the only the only thing I have to say is that when you talk about overrated quarterbacks, I, I I can't really throw stones because we all know who I'm talking about. So I'll be nice about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah. anything. No, I, you don't have but, to, man. I, I see it happen every year. I, I'm just saying with Garoppolo, Garoppolo set all those years behind Brady. Garoppolo got his chance. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. But Trent Dilfer also went to the Super Bowl with the oh, Ravens. Trent Dilfer? I mean, Trent Dilfer, oh one of those guys. Oh, yeah, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer's a good quarterback. I mean, Garoppolo, in that NFC Championship game when they, they wanted to go to the Super Bowl, when they lost to the Chiefs, their running game had over 200 yards running. He had less than 100 passing yards. And he did – I mean, everybody was like, Garoppolo was great. Well, how about that freaking running back that ran for 200 yards? How about that defense isn't, that held? Isn't uh, Garofalo the one that kind of came between Brady and Belichick? Yeah. How Belichick yeah, he's, like, he's like the Yoko Ono of, uh, of the NFL. <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> so, 
he All is right, a yeah. uh i saw him one time i was like dude that's a ha- i mean i'm not on that team but that's a handsome man it's like you can uh, like uh, oh my god he could be a hollywood actor yeah here he, we go henry's henry's dak mayfield cam lsu quarterback went to raiders etc cetera, etc cetera. uh you i will say this henry I'm a Steelers fan, and I'm not a fan of the Browns or anything like that. But if you don't think Baker Mayfield should be the quarterback for for the Carolina Panthers right now, uh, he'd be a good quarterback. A lot of people give Baker Mayfield a a hard time because of last year. But you go out there and try to throw a pass with your uh, one of your shoulders in a harness, uh, yeah, you're going to be a little bit off. But that guy gives it everything he's got every game. And we're turning typical, into a sports podcast typ- here. Typical Sooner, just giving it up. That's that's all it is. When did he give yeah. up? Now he's a Sooner. Although C.D. Lamb, he gets a pass. Yeah, Same. I wonder why. So if he went, <laughs> I know I don't know. I don't like. I mean, I follow the Cowboys. I'm, I'm not a big football fan. I mean, if they started winning, maybe. Wow, looks like oh, the yeah. lines moved up. But anyway. We're gonna get out of here before we turn into a don't a big don't time. the Li- don't the Lions have the top t- the first ten picks? They're so bad, aren't they? <laughs> they had they had pick number two, and it looks like they've moved up to another pick. And I think they're gonna try to get a quarterback. I don't know if it's gonna be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, but they're gonna get a quarterback. It's gotta suck for uh, what's his name. Um, who's the guy that came from uh, the Raiders? Golf, the, Jared the Goff. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he went downhill in a hurry. But uh all right. So we're we once we get through with the sports part of the podcast, we're gonna uh we're gonna get out of here. But next week, get ready, guys. The ace freely top ten. Ace Freely, Lee Guitar. Shock me. But uh all right, guys. Will not, will, teaser which will not be in my top ten. Oh, come on now. We'll see. No. We'll see. All right, guys. That's first five will be fractured one, two, three, four, and five. Now they got oh, five. Don't even say quad. <laughs> what is what is one of those quad fractured or something like that? I can't remember the name. Oh, I of think it. I think next week when we do this, we're gonna be there. Are gonna be some differences. You may. Oh, yeah, you, you're you're gonna be this one definitely because we both know that I'm more Gene and Paul type. So Ace isn't real. Bruce Cook's my favorite. So I love Ace, but I I love it. I love a lot of his '80s stuff too. So let's see something here. No, I can't do that. All right, that's going to do it for tonight, guys. We've talked about ZZ Top, and we've talked about a little bit of everything else too. NFL. We've talked about NFL draft. Whatever else you want to talk to, I would rob Zeus's line six one seven five two five four three four four. And uh, you guys. Thank you so much, guys. Follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. On the, subscribe on the fly. On the Do fly. All that great stuff. On the fly. Yeah. Um, on the fly. YouTube group. We also got uh, all things rock. Yep. Hard rock. We, we have picked up some subscribers. Yeah, we got a few there, but you know, we we'll put this on. We'll stream. We'll uh, put the show on here for you to view. Tell your friends and. We'll see you next week. All right, guys, that's it. Y'all have a great week. This has been On the Fly.